Hello, and welcome to episode 116 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And if you're on YouTube, you can see us. In Technicolor. Yeah, we're always amazed by the fact you can see us. We're not used to this. <laughs> we're not used to this kind of medium. So we are doing the Strixhaven uh, kind of like set preview, set go over, cards we yeah. think are interesting and all that jazz. The, uh, the whole set was released on Friday. It's now Monday. And typically after the whole set's released, we'll go through the card file and pick out some cards that we want to talk about that might be important in, you know, upcoming constructed environments and do an episode on them. So here we are. That's what we're doing. So if you want to tweet at us what you think we missed, what's going to be the most broken card in the set that we didn't talk about, you can get at us at Casual Tripod. Yep. You can also hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. Or you can drop us an email, show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Um, don't forget, if you guys are looking to pick up any singles, please use our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Uh, anything you purchase after following that link, will get a small percentage of to help keep the show rolling. Very useful for preview season when there's new cards to pick up. Everybody likes ordering new cards. Um, also, if you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG patrons get early access to our show notes. I usually post them the day before the show goes live. They also get access to our pre-show ramblings where we kind of catch up because we really don't get to see each other too much anymore. Um, so all that stuff goes up on Patreon for our patrons. Also, um, I haven't had a chance to do it yet. I know I mentioned it last week. Uh, we are coming up for another round of patron givebacks. So if you're new to Patreon, please make sure that I get your physical mailing address so that I can include you in the next round of mailings. Hopefully I'll get around to that soon. (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get there. Yep. Like Brian said, hopefully some of you are checking us out on our YouTube channel, Casual Tryhard MTG on YouTube. Uh, We will have the video version of this podcast up there complete with our smiling faces and whatever cards we're going to talk about will have pop up on the screen so you can see them we're also um, lately have been putting a lot more content on our youtube channel uh we've been doing some box opening stuff up there you've been doing some arena gameplay footage up there typically we do a little bit more of that when a new set comes out so i'll have um, at least a set box and a collector box that i'll be doing box openings for I'm probably also going to do a pre-release pack. I'll open it up, show you what all comes in one, walk you through building a sealed pool and, you know, put that up on YouTube for everybody. This time around, the pre-release kits, they're going to be themed. So they're going to be themed towards whatever college you pick. So they're not all the same. You'll get five booster packs and a, I think they used to call them a seated booster, right? Yeah. So you get five packs plus a seated booster and the seated booster is going to help push your pool towards like whatever college you picked. So if there's one college that you guys want to hear or see me open a pool of more than the others, let me know. Otherwise it's going to be Witherbloom. Yes, it will be (laughs) 100%. Yeah. Uh, So I'll be doing that. And then also when a new set comes out, we typically get, um maybe a sealed video up there for marina and definitely some draft videos up there so you'll have that to look forward to as well yeah i'll probably i'll do drafts until i'm sick of the format yep depending on how the (laughs) format is and how much i'm winning uh that that varies how long uh how many videos you'll get yeah it's gonna be a weird format 
because of the mystical archive. So the last thing we got to talk about in our intro here is our Discord. A ton of cool people in there hanging out, talking about decks and show ideas and asking questions, whatever. Um, If you're interested in Discord, make sure you hop on over there. There should be a link in the description. There's a link on all our social media. If you're having a hard time getting in, send us a message and we'll provide you a link to get you into Discord. But we usually hang out in there pretty often. I know I've got the app on my phone. So anytime somebody posts up, it it yells at me and lets me know. So that's probably the best way to get a hold of me, at least. Yeah, I I'm in there. Like it's on my phone. I pop in sometimes, but you you are the you are the czar of the Discord. (laughs) The Discord czar. That's right. Yeah. All right. So. We've got a lovely slideshow here that James slaved away to make. Uh, slaved away. Today. So we're going to first, we're going to go through the mechanics mm-hmm. and some examples of the mechanics. And then we have some cards that uh, we thought might be worth talking about. Yep. So first up, I kind of the most unique mechanic in the set is learn lesson. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if unique's the right word because it feels it feels a lot like two other mechanics. It does. It does. It feels but like companions. It does. And it also feels like adventures. Yeah, it, it also kind of feels like wishes, which I guess isn't technically a mechanic, but yeah, it's something that we've had. So basically the cards are paired together. You have yeah. cards that have the learn ability that mm-hmm. when you cast them or they come into play... You can search your sideboard for a lesson card. Mm -hmm. And then you have the lessons cards and they are, I think, sorceries and instants or just sorceries. Um, I don't know if there's any instants or not. There might be. Yeah. But spells that are uh, specifically have like a special type that is lesson. Yeah. So like this uh, expanded anatomy on the screen here has a subtype of lesson. Yeah. So you could cast first day of class, do whatever its effect is, mm-hmm. and then learn, mm-hmm. and then go get expanded anatomy yep. or so, any other lesson card. Yeah. So there's a couple couple things to talk about with learn. The first is that you are correct. When you learn, you do get to go get a lesson from, it says outside of the game on your card. Uh, what that means in constructed magic is your sideboard. Yes. So you're allowed to go to your sideboard and get a lesson card from your sideboard, and put it in your hand. Uh, I believe when they did the announcement for this mechanic, they said straight up, this will not work in commander. Yes. Cause you don't because have sideboards. Yeah. There's no sideboards. So it's not like they're trying to work around it. Like they did with companion. It, they just said, it's not going to work in commander. So yeah. It doesn't work in Commander. Also, you don't have to learn a lesson. If you don't have lessons to get, if you've gotten them all already, if for some reason you decided to sideboard them into your deck and they're no longer in your sideboard, or if you don't have a sideboard, you don't have to go get a lesson to learn. You can, number one, elect to do nothing. So you don't have to do anything. You can just forget about the learn ability. Or you can rummage. So you can discard a card to draw a card. Yes. Okay. So it does give it that flexibility. Mm-hmm. Like it's expanded anatomy here. There's a handful of these that are colorless. I think most of the lessons are colorless, aren't they? Mm, I don't know. It's, it, it, the commons are. 
Yeah. I think the higher rarity ones aren't, but the commons definitely are. Mm-hmm. And that's to make them work in limited. Right. Right. So if you get a learn card, you're pretty set that you're going to get a lesson. Mm-hmm. So I said, this is kind of like companions where you have access to your cyborg in game one. And it's kind of like adventures where your learn cards are all two spells. Mm hmm in one card right right like the difference is i think they learned a lesson from uh (laughs) from adventures right where when adventures came out we were like well if any of these effects are like close in terms of rate and then the creature is close in terms of rate yeah they're playable right right if you think about bone crusher giant two mana for two damage is fine. Yeah. And then three mana for a four, three with more text is better than fine. Right. And uh brace and borrower one in the blue for bounce to permanent is like, I think the rate for that card. It is. Yeah. Like a unsubstantiated yeah. is two mana. Mm-hmm. And then a three mana, three, one flash flyer is the rate for that card. Right. So both halves of that are at rate. Mm-hmm. So the card really good yep these the most of the learn cards aren't at rate yeah or like you know they're the effect is pretty minimal like first Mm -hmm. day of class here whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control put a plus one plus one counter on it and it gains haste until end of turn like for one in a red like that's not a two mana ability right right because if you think about it it just makes it so all your your if you want a hasty whatever it's going to cost you two mana so you're attacking two mana onto your next creature yeah and typically you're not going to get more than one creature out of this either yeah i mean unless like you're bringing back a bunch of narc amoebas and oh that's silliness right i haven't thought of that yeah like it but again like you're asking a lot yeah right and then the lesson cards are I think all of them are at least one mana more than you would have pay for that ability. Especially the colorless ones. Yeah, the colorless ones are one or like two mana yeah. above that that cost, which I think is good. Like the last thing you need is one of them is uh, preordain. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's scry two, draw one. Yeah, but it's colorless and it's three mana. Right, like the last thing you want is like Tron. Colorless preordain. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Tron playing preordain. Yeah. Right. So they were like, we have to price this so the effect is minimal but good, mm-hmm. and that it's just not going to become a staple in like every deck in older formats. Yeah. So I don't know if this is a constructed mechanic because you're like, like most of them. I don't want to say all of them, but most of them, the lesson and the learn card are too expensive right. or not yeah, powerful enough. Both halves of it, I don't think, quite cut the mustard, so to yeah. say. Even the higher rarity ones are yeah, come up a little short. Yeah. Like, there's only one in our list of cards we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And it's a sideboard card. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, so limited mechanic for sure. Um, I think there's like a handful of creatures that have the learn ability that when they come into play or die, 
Mm-hmm. You get to learn and they're not embarrassing, but they're not constructed power level creatures. Yeah. And especially thing- not in 2020 or 2021. Yeah. And the lessons, almost all of them are not quite good enough. Yeah. At least a mana too expensive, if not a couple mana too expensive. Yeah. And some of them, like if the mana clock cost was close to like, yeah, destroy a creature, planeswalker as an additional cost, sacrifice a creature. Or like exile a thing, but give them a three two. Yeah. And it's like, well, three two is like all of three. I think it's a three two flyer. <laughs> it's like, that's all of a card. Yeah. Like give them a win, a, a better wind drake. No, thank you. Yeah. I'm good. Give them a four mana common flyer. No. Here, have a snare thopter. <laughs> yeah, have a snare thopter. <laughs> it will attack me next turn. So it basically has haste. No, thank yeah. you. So, so that's learn and lesson. Yep. Next up, we have uh, Magecraft. Uh, this one is really straightforward. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery, do whatever the card says. Yeah. So the beginning part of all of them is the same. Yep. The effect changes card to card. Yep. So the reason I worry about this as like a uh, limited mechanic is you have to have a lot of creatures in your deck. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's limited. But then it's also like, hey, man, I need you to have like, you know, eight to ten spells in your deck as well. Yeah. And like prowess kind of worked. But like it was usually you would get like a handful of triggers in a game. You might get like two or three. Yeah. Right. And some of these Magecraft cards, the effect isn't like, man, I'm really glad I got this one time. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, there's you know, it's a two drop. It's a two minute two two. And its upside is like, hey, if you cast a spell, you're going to drain for one. And it's like, OK, like, I don't know. If that's like worth a, a gold to drop. Yeah. So I just worry that like finding the right balance of like. Spell spells and creatures. Yeah, there's a, a couple notes that I have to that effect though there are a couple like pseudo storm cards in this set yeah where you copy it for every spell you've cast this turn Mm -hmm. that can really bump up the magecraft decks yeah and also i know like i'm thinking back into my head to the last few limited environments that we've played through i know core 21 and zendikar i think keldheim too like my creature counts have been just a little bit lower than they used to be yeah. Like, you know, I used to be cutting down like to have 18 creatures, 17, 18 creatures. Yeah. And the last few sets I found myself like only being able to get to like 15 or 16 creatures. So if that's kind of the direction that these limited environments are going anyway, I don't really know that you're going to have a problem getting like eight, nine, 10, you know, instants or sorceries. Yeah. Yeah, but like a lot of them aren't super powerful effects. Right. Yeah. So like if you're getting like one, like, you know, you're getting one trigger mm-hmm. or something like, is that worth worth it? Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Like, like I said, prowess kind of worked, but it was more of a like you usually got like, you know, it was like an incidental thing. Yeah. I mean, some of these are a lot bigger than just prowess, though. Yeah. Like some of, them some are. of the triggers. Yeah. So, all right. Next up, we have Ward. Yeah. 
It's going to be a new evergreen keyword, which means it's not tied to this set or this plane. Um, it's something that they can use going forward whenever they feel like they need to. They said that this isn't going to replace hex proof, but it's going to be used like in the same places as hex proof. If like hex proof on a card would be too punishing, they can put ward on it instead. And basically it's this, well, not really, it's different than hex proof, but so after the keyword ward, there'll be a cost. And whenever an opponent would target whatever permanent has ward, I think all the ones in this sets are creatures, but I could definitely see this being on like an artifact or something also. Yeah. Whenever that permanent becomes the target of a spell or ability, it's countered unless the opponent pays the ward cost. So this waterfall area list has ward two. Um, if you want to target this thing with a spell or ability and you don't control it, you're going to have to pay an extra two mana or it will be countered. Yeah. So I think the other ward cost in the set is like three life. Mm -hmm. that, I think that ward for a cost early on, like a mana cost, mm -hmm. is way better than like ward for a a, a life. Oh, yeah. Right. Because right? like if you play your waterfall aerialist on turn four, mm -hmm. right, there's a pretty good chance that it stays around for a couple more turns or at right. least most of your opponent's turn. Yeah. Right. But if it was, if it was ward was like three life, they're just like, I'll just kill it and yeah. pay the three life. Cause if I don't kill it, I take three. Yeah. Right. So like, I think the ones that have a life cost are less taxing. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I mean, well, they're going to be less taxing early in the game. Yeah. Later in the game, I guess like, but you, I think you have to be a very specific kind of deck, right? Like if you are mm -hmm. an aggressive deck that's getting your opponent's life total low, yeah, then that three life matters. Mm -hmm. But if you're like, you know, a slower deck, right? Having a, a three life ward cost is just like, whatever. I'll just pay the three life. Yeah. And you think about like, you know, dismember in like mm -hmm. modern, right? How often have people just been like, I'll pay one and four life to kill your thing. Almost every time. Almost every time. Yep. Right. And so I'll pay one for my shock and three life to kill your thing mm -hmm. is probably absolutely fine. Yeah. So I think the, the mana cost ones are better, but early in the game. And then mm -hmm. later in the game, I th they get a lot worse. Right? You know, you've got like 10 lands on the battlefield and have to pay right. an extra two is not a big deal. Yeah. I don't like, know that ward is going to matter a whole lot for constructed play. Probably not. So I, I think I said in the pre-show, like it just feels like it feels like they took a mechanic that we like 100% already had. Right. And they were just like, uh, let's give it a name. Yeah. Like, Cause like this was the same text on bone crusher giant. Uh, yeah. When, if you target it, it deals too. Yeah. Yeah. And so and like yeah, that's dragon from dragons thunder Sorry. something oh uh thunderbreak regent yeah thunderbreak regent if you if you target it ward if you target it it deals you three damage yeah yeah so it's effectively we've i mean this is really the frost titan text yeah right where frost titan is one yeah but right it's the same text as frost titan so 
right? It feels like it's like, oh, we had we've had this mechanic for years mm-hmm. and now we've just given it a name. Yeah. As opposed to it being like knockoff text or one off text on the cards that have it. Yeah. All right. Next up, uh, it's, you know, end of 2020, beginning of 2021. <laughs> so we just have to have double face cards. Again. For um, reasons. Yeah. All of you should know how these work by now. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on them. The one thing that I will say is I think this was the last set where they specifically said there's MDFCs in this set. Okay. Um, which means I don't think we're going to have them for uh, Forgotten Realms. And I really doubt we're going to have them for Innistrad. I mean, because I'm assuming we're going to have transforming cards in Innistrad. Yeah, we'll have double face cards, but they won't be like this. Yeah, They'll it be would the be werewolf way stuff. too confusing to have like double face cards that transform and double face cards that you can pick which side you want. Yeah, it's too, too, too hard. Yeah. So they have. I guess a cycle of the deems. Mm-hmm. So like we have up right now where there are two creatures yep. that their front and back may or may not have anything to do with each other. <laughs> so uh, Plarg, uh, Dean of Chaos, and I guess the Dean of Order. Yeah. They are two wholly unrelated cards. Yeah. Other than the fact that they're like, ooh, I'm Chaos and I'm Order. And like the black green one, like mm-hmm. they're kind of maybe sort of related, but not really. Yeah. And they have uh, what I had called a while back, which is, hey, uh, the the person and then the spell they cast. Yeah. Or a spell about them on the back of the card. Mm-hmm. So those are seem like they have a little bit more to do with each other. Yeah. But a lot of them are just like, oh, I can like make a little play on words and say these things are related. It feels like they were like, hey, we have five schools and we have 10 deans. And and then the card creative was like, we want all 10 of these deans in the set. (laughs) And then the card people were like, yo, we only have this many cards. We don't have room. And it's like, what if we just slap them on the front and back of the same card? Oh yeah, so much real estate on the back of that card. Yeah, so, who even who even cares about the the classic pen mark on the back of that card? Just get rid of it. <laughs> like you know, the back of cards hasn't served us for twenty five years. We don't need that real right. estate. Yeah, so it feels like they're just kind of doing the MDFCs to do them. Yeah, and uh, I will be happy if this is the last we see of them for a while. Yeah, like I said, I'm pretty sure that they. They didn't announce that they were going to be in any more sets, and I don't see how they can be in Innistrad. So, yeah, this so will hopefully be we, the last time we see them for a little while. We get a break. Yeah, like initially they was like, "Oh, that's a really neat idea." Yeah, and then it was like because they were the land. Then they started waterboarding us with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you thought that was cool? How about more? No, yeah. no more. All right. So now for some cards that we thought were interesting or might yeah. see play. Just, just ones little... that like, I thought we could talk about um, yeah. some of, some of them are definitely better than others. Some of them are bad, um, <laughs> but I thought we'd just talk about them and, you know, see how far we get. Yep. 
All right. So we have Clever Lumamancer. Yeah, that's Lum- a tough one to say, right? Yeah. Lumanancer. No, Lumamancer. Lumamancer. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And this is a uh, one mana, just a white mana yep. for an O1. Mm-hmm. And it has Magecraft. Whatever you cast or copy a, an instant or sorcery spell, it gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. Yep. So it's like Super Prowess? It is Super Prowess. This is Tendrils of Agony on Legs. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, in Magical Christmas Land, you play this on turn one and you storm off on turn two and you win the game. Metamorphose, metamorphose, metamorphose. Yes. Then, like, mutagenic uh, growth, mm-hmm. teamer battle rage. Thanks for playing. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, mutagenic growth, mutagenic growth, teamer battle rage. Does it? Does it? It, it breaks one of the rules of the podcast, which it makes you play planes, and we don't support that <laughs> kind of uh, strategy. Well, you don't have to play basic planes. You don't have to play basic. Yeah, I guess, like, I, I support uh, sacred foundries. Yeah. But not basic planes. I don't know. It, like, it seems like this is a dream someone is going to try to live. I mean, I, th- I think it's pretty good. Like, whatever, whatever white weenie deck you're going to play is probably going to play some amount of like God's willing effects, Karametra's blessing, whatever. And this card just gets really good with them. Yeah. I, does it have the, um, Akum Hellhound problem? Oh, maybe where Where, like, eventually you're just going to run out of things to pump it. And then it's just a zero one that does nothing. Yeah. Or you draw it like late in the game and it just doesn't do anything. Yeah. Maybe like it, like if your if your deck is this and then a bunch of like raise the alarms and like token generators where your other creatures are spells, yeah, maybe that works. So you're like you're more likely to just keep drawing spells. Yeah, maybe uh, you're probably also going to play this in the same deck as a uh, was it Luminarch, whatever the guy that puts plus one plus one counters on stuff every turn. Luminarch Aspirant. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, and that could just give it make it a relevant body. Yeah, yeah. It's Not that it's exactly where you want to be, but I think uh, Super Prowess is going to kill people out of nowhere, though. Yeah, I agree. Agree. And now, uh, I want to specify, we, we keep comparing this to Prowess. Prowess was a non-creature spell. Correct. This is only instance and sorcery, so there yeah. is a bit of a difference. Yeah, it doesn't trigger off enchantments or artifacts or planeswalkers. Yeah. Next up, Devastating Mastery. Two, white, 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 white. Yes, yeah. enough whites. Um. <laughs> And to for destroy all non-land permanents. Right. Now, there's a whole wall of text here that we have to go over. Yeah. So you may pay two white white rather than paying the spell's mana cost. If you do, an opponent chooses two non-land permanents they control and returns them to their hand mm-hmm. or to their owner's hand. So like you can get a, a planar cleansing on the cheap but you don't get to cleanse the whole plane. Well, like fail case scenario is just planar cleansing though, because it's yeah. six mana value for destroy all non-land permanents. It is. No, it's a little bit harder to cast because it's four white instead of three white. So you're probably never going to cast this outside of like a mono white deck. Yeah. But that other mode is kind of interesting. It's kind of worse wrath of God because they get to save two things but it's also a pretty killer tempo swing. Like 
they're going to pick probably their best things, which are typically going to be things that they sunk more mana into. Yeah. So maybe they're not going to be able to, you know, run them both out the next turn. So like, hopefully you're going to pick up some tempo on the play. Yeah. And it's also relevant that it hits everything and not just creatures like wrath of God. Yeah. And I guess like this does have just like the, like, you know, if you don't get anything like four mana double bounce mm-hmm. isn't the end of the world. It's Especially in white. Like, yeah. It's I'm, not where you like, want to be. But. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like a whole cycle of these cards that have a mana value mm-hmm. of one thing and then let you pay a different cost to have some sort of like downside. Yeah. There's at least one more on the list. Yeah. But so these are interesting because you have a little bit more in terms of choice. Mm-hmm. Or do I want to wait till I get to the full cost? Or do I want to just kind of like do it with whatever the downside is? Yeah. Are there any matchups like off the top of your head where you can think of this being useful? I mean, it's a wrath that's not just dead against a control matchup, right? Yeah, because it gets like their planeswalkers and and whatever. Yeah, I think anything that's like, if you're like, like it's like a ramp, like a like an artifact ramp deck, mm-hmm. where you know they ramp out their Ugin, mm-hmm. and you're just like, okay, four mana. What are you putting back? And it's like, well, you can't. You're not going to be able to recast your Ugin because I'm going to blow up all your rocks, right? And you don't want to pick up your rocks because then you don't have anything to do with them. You don't have any gas. So like a, like a creature or like, you know, artifact ramp deck mm-hmm. where they've played a lot to the board yeah. to get out their big thing, I think would it would be reasonable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the only thing I can think of where you like you can where both like where both modes are punishing. Right. Where you put them in a bad spot where they're not just like, oh, cool, I'll pick up these two things and then replay them. Mm hmm. Like, you know, you don't want to, if your opponent goes like one, two, three, and then you cast this and they just pick up their, their three and their two and then, ne- and, or their three and their one. And the next turn, they're just like, here's my three and my one. Yeah. Like that's, that's not what you want. That's not where you want to be. Yeah. You didn't really gain a whole lot there. Yeah. You traded like one for one for their two drop. And it's just like, yeah. Uh, so it's a weird card. It like, is a weird card. All right. Next up. We have Paulo Vitor Damodarosa. Yeah, PV. Yeah. This is an elite spellbinder. It's two and a white for a 3-1 human cleric with flying. So when elite spellbinder enters a battlefield, look at target opponent's hand. You may exile a non-land card from it. For as long as that card remains exiled, its owner may play it. A spell cast this way costs two more to cast. So it's a 3-1 flyer for three. it is a 3-1 flyer. You look at the art, it continues the long tradition of white cards that don't look they're, like they're flying. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like jumping. Yeah, he's kind of jumping, but whatever. So it's like they're trying to give white a different type of disruption that still feels white. Yeah, like they've said lately that they're trying to expand white's color pie some. And yeah. this feels like a way to give white discard. To some degree, yeah. And I think basically white can do whatever it wants as long as it's attacks, right? It's what it feels like they're going to try to do. Yeah. Is they're just going to make it so you have to pay a little bit more. Yeah. I think that discard probably is something that white can do like this. There's really not too many cards outside of black that get any access to discard 
Whereas normally like a mechanic, a color will be like second or third in a specific mechanic. Yeah. Um, there's really nothing that's second or third in discard. Yeah, I could I only come up with a couple off the top of my head that were kind of like discard adjacent. And one of them is kind of white, like Gerard's verdict is a black, white, gold card that, I mean, it's an old card, but it's a discard spell. And then thought not seer is kind of like discard adjacent and it was colorless. And then Mistbind click or a Vendillion click is also kind of discard, but blue. There's also a card in this set. Uh, Humiliate. Oh yeah. 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 There's yep. black, white, uh, discard a card or look at the opponent's hand. Dis- they discard a card and you put a plus one, plus one counter on a creature yep. you control. Yep. So, I mean, still black, right. but I think it's an aggressively enough costed body. Mm-hmm. And the effect is strong enough. And it's one of those things that like, you know, if you're a white weenie deck and you're trying to make sure you don't get wrathed on turn four. Conveniently, this comes down the turn before. Comes down the turn before. And it's also like a clock. Right. Right. If you go like one mana, two, one, you know, two mana, two, two. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you're like, you know, three, one flyer that eats the wrath. Like you're getting in for a reasonable amount of damage. Right. Right. You could probably kill them before they could cast their wrath. Hopefully. And you're getting like information that you Mm -hmm. normally don't have as like a white deck. Yeah. Right. You don't get to just know what your opponent's hand is in white. Right. What do you think about this card? Like kind of bringing back an archetype in modern also. Like DNT. Yeah. Because we have like Wasteland Strangler eats an exiled card, right? Yeah. Like it pairs with Wasteland Strangler. Yeah. Uh, I think like the modern archetype that I would guess it would fit into would be the Soul Herder decks. The blink, where, blink, yeah, blink. Yeah. yeah, you're leaning on like Ephemerate and Soul Herder to just like start exiling all the cards in their hand and like putting attacks on them. Yeah. And it is good to see that they're trying to push white to do stuff other than lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Make again, like play planes. Yeah, like it's one of those things that like white decks a lot of times constructed are the like how good are the one mana two ones in white yeah oh they're not good i guess i can't play white decks or how good is the sweeper removal i guess i'm going to play a uh a control deck and use this wrath right but like the you know when's the lot like like three and four mana white creatures don't get played very often Hardly ever. Right. And right, the I think the the last time, like, you know, a non like white weenie deck was really good. Like, was that like Avison? Like flashing an Avison and like yeah, maybe liking your wrath? Because like there was like blue white. Um, oh no, sorry, there was blue, gosh, no, great color try again. There was white, uh, like the white weenie deck that uh like LLC made it to the finals with mm-hmm. and like that deck in some form was around for a while. Yeah. And I guess the like white thing to do now is like the, the life gain angel deck in historic mm-hmm. and some like life gain synergies. But for the most part, like 
uh, white doesn't get played that much. So this could right. give them a way to interact in an axis that they haven't before. Mm-hmm. Also, you pointed this out in the pre-show. The card never leaves exile until it's cast. So even Correct. if you kill the spellbinder, the card still keeps the tax. Mm-hmm. The tax isn't on spellbinder. It gets put on the card that's in exile. So like with Dranith Magistrate, they just don't ever get to cast the card, yes. right? Yes, that card cannot be cast. They're they're done. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, and there's another... Especially if you keep blinking it. Yeah, you're just like Dranith Magistrate, blink. You're like my thing, eat your card. Yeah. So How like, many like instant speed blinks do we have? Can we blink there in their draw step? I don't know how many are currently like in standard. Yeah. Like you'd mentioned charming prints, like yeah. you know, magistrate into spellbinder into like charming prints, like then you're just like all in on the like, please don't target my magistrate. <laughs> right. But I mean, like I said, if you're blinking during their draw phase, like Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's there's not like uh an Aldrazi displacer yeah. type effect in standard where like just you know you're like hey three mana eat your draw step yeah it's interesting and it's good to see that white's getting to do some other stuff mm-hmm. so next up lean More white cards light scribe yeah <laughs> so magecraft for this is uh one in the white for a two two magecraft uh creatures you control get plus one plus one until end of turn yep so it's like prowess the whole team? Prowess the whole team. I think uh, there was like a three-man um, uh, uncommon that did something very similar in uh, Dragons of Tarkir mm-hmm. way back in the day. It's a card that's like probably for like a tokeny style deck, mm-hmm. right? Where you need this and then you need to have a bunch of instants and sorceries. Like but, timely reinforcements, raise the alarm. Yeah, or you like like venture into red for like forbidden friendship mm-hmm. like those kind of things so you can like make sure that you have a bunch of creatures but all your creatures are coming on instance and sorceries yeah or satyrs cunning goblin wizardry oh yeah goblin wizardry because they, they have actually prowess have too. prowess they get real big yeah this is interesting it's one of those cards that like it might not be good enough for constructed yeah, I don't know if it is or not, but it's kind it's of a unique. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something that we see just like, hey, give every make everything big. Yeah. You know, and what you really want is you want to like, you know, on turn you know, five or whatever, have like four or five creatures and just like attack and just like, you know, play three or four instants and kill them. Yeah. Opt, opt, opt. Yeah, exactly. Just like, here you go. I guess I, I guess my stuff is real big now. Real big. All right. Now into the blue cards. Mm-hmm. We have divide by zero. Yeah, this is kind of a weird one. It's a two and a blue for an instant. Return target spell or permanent with mana value one or greater to its owner's hand and learn. And like the reason I thought this card might be kind of cool is like we said when we were going over the set mechanics. If there's enough learn cards that are or enough lesson cards that are worth playing, this is kind of a better like blink of an eye or into the royal. Yeah. Because both of those, for the most part, ended up being four mana bounce a thing draw a card. Yeah. Like you didn't ever want to cast either of those not kicked. And this guy, 
is one mana less, you have to go get a lesson. But like, as long as there's lessons that you want to learn, not only are you getting what you want instead of just a random card off the top, but you know, you're also saving a mana compared to what traditionally is the going rate. Yeah, no, I think that that's a good way of thinking of it. I was thinking of it more as, uh, gosh, like unsubstantiate. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a mana higher for unsu- than unsubstantiate. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's a better way to look at it is it's a mana less than Blink of an Eye. Yeah. So, yeah. And if you're saving a mana on your Blink of an Eye, it doesn't, like, you can then spend that mana later mm-hmm. for the lesson that you got right if your lesson is just so so even if it's something like destroy an artifact or enchantment like if you need to destroy an artifact and enchantment the fact that you get to go get that right is way better than just being like cold to whatever artifact or enchantment Mm -hmm. so i think that that is like this is actually might be on the edge Mm -hmm. of of playable yeah it's one of the it's probably the closest one that i've seen yeah because you're not really paying a premium if you're thinking about it as blink of an eye. Yeah. No, you're, you're getting a discount. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, when we were talking about the mechanics is if you've already gotten all your lessons or you don't have one that fits the situation, like fail case scenario is you get to rummage. Yeah. If you like ditch a land, right. And then you get anything like that can be a real boon for you. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I think this one's good. Yep. I had not, I had not thought of it that way. So this next one's mine, which is multiple choice. Uh, this is this is one you need a video for. Yeah. So it's blue and X for Less sorcery. Text on this card. Yes. And if X is one, scry one, then draw a card. Mm-hmm. So two mana, scry one, draw a card. So two mana, sorcery speed opt. If you have, if it's X is two, so three mana total. Uh, you choose a player and they return a creature they control to their hand. If X is three. You make a 4-4 four, four blue and red elemental token. So four mana total. So a four mana 4-4. Four, four. And then if X is five, you do, all, you do all of those things. So I don't know if this is good enough. But I feel like this card is just a five mana 4-4 four, four that draws you a card and then bounces a creature. Mm-hmm. Which it's fine. Probably not world ending. Yeah. But also like just just feels like R and D has gone like too far. <laughs> yeah, this it's way more complicated than it needed to be. Yeah, I don't know how, like, I don't know if you can write it so it's clear. Yeah. Or like if it just doesn't need to exist. Yeah. But it just seems like science has gone too far. Like, can we can we not? When I looked at, like, I don't, I don't know if the card's good or not. Um, the way I read the card is it's not worth casting unless you, unless X is four. No, I, I kind of agree. Like, and it, at that, at that point, you're only one mana away from Sublime Epiphany, and that's at instant speed, and like arguably a better card. Yeah, it's kind of like the less elegant Sublime Epiphany. Yeah. Yeah, such a weird card. Yeah. Next up is Solve the Equation. Yeah, this is kind of unique, right? Kind of, yeah. So it's the first one of this effect. Mm-hmm. 
like at this mana cost. So right. it's two and a blue for a sorcery. Search your library for an instant or sorcery, reveal it, and put it in your hand and shuffle. Mm-hmm. So it is just the idyllic tutor for instants and sorceries. Mm-hmm. It's an uncommon. <laughs> an uncommon as opposed to rare. I, I thought of it as like Merchant Scroll. That's but close to, yeah. Merchant Scroll is one in the blue and only gets blue instance. Right. So this is a little more flexible, mm-hmm. but one more mana. Yeah. And there's also like Mystical Tutor. Yeah. Which is, is banned and everything. Yeah. Just a blue mana to go get an instant or sorcery put it on top of your deck. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on like what's worth going to get for three mana. Yeah. And like I was thinking, it's more like it's probably not like a four of in a deck, but, but it's it your might... fifth copy of every instant or sorcery in your deck. Yeah, like if you're a combo, if you're like a spell combo deck, right? Mm-hmm. And you need a spell and b spell, right? You could play four of a and b, and then like to solve the equations. Yeah, and now you have six, so of each. So hopefully you draw them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm willing to spend three mana on turn three because I know if I get to untap on turn four, I'll just win. Yeah. So you're like, okay, I'm willing to like take this turn off to win the next turn. Mm-hmm. I think spell tutors are more dangerous than like enchantment tutors. Oh, definitely. Yeah, like, you know, no one's like, oh man, enlightened tutor should be banned. But, yeah. you know, mystical tutor, we can't have. At all. Yeah, like, no, you can't do this. I mean, it gets really dangerous when you can start like netting mana. Yeah. So things like Goblin Electromancer or Beergy or Runaway Steamkin, like when you start creating mana by casting your spells, um, this turns into not a downside and it just goes to, you know, either get another storm piece or get whatever your wind condition is or protection or whatever. Yeah. Or like Baral also, same thing. Yeah, Baral, same thing, yep. Or there's some Planeswalkers. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about them. Yeah. (laughs) So next up is Test of Talents. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a negate. Kind of. It's limited because negate is Mm non-creature. And this is just instant and sorcery. But, so one in the blue instant counter-target instant or sorcery. And then you get to surgically extract that spell from their deck right you just get to remove all the copies from their their library their hand their graveyard and if you take one out of their hand they get to draw a card to replace it yeah that's kind of the way that these cards are templated now so there's less feel bads yeah so you know in current standard saltai yorion they cast the saltai ultimatum mm-hmm. and you're like haha won't be doing that again mana. Yeah, counter that for two mana and then take them all out of the deck. Yeah. It's one of those things that like I could see it being like a sideboard card in Mm -hmm. small numbers where maybe if you're like, I'm going to play four negates, maybe you play like three negates in one of these or you do like a two two split. Yeah. Right. If, If the negates are in your sideboard to kind of be, you know, dispels. Yeah. Right. And you're like, oh, well, I would rather have test of talents because I'm only worried about, you know, instants and sorceries. Yeah. Nexus of fate. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Counter your nexus. <laughs> Get them all. That's right. How do we'll you be doing that now? again? 
how do you win now, good sir? Yep. Her all runs epiphany. Ugh. Yep. Gosh. Yoink. Yeah. So I think this probably has a home somewhere. Mm-hmm. No, I dig and, it. It's a good card. And looking at the art, the art is pretty cool. It is. It's also like all upside. Like you said, this is most of negate and also has a surgical staple to it. Yeah. So it's really just kind of a question of like, what do you, what is your negate for? Yeah. If your negate's like, I need this for planeswalkers because I'm soft to planeswalkers, this doesn't do the job. Right. But if you're like, I bring in my negates mostly to counter instants and sorceries in this deck. Yeah. Ta-da, you've got like better negate. Yeah. My negates are to protect my dudes then. Yeah. Then this is better. Right. Right. Like counter your terminate, take them all. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Collected company. Oh yeah. Ooh. Now you've got to cast all your creatures like a sucker. That's right. Good luck. Good luck. Tapping three lands and playing a three mana (laughs) creature. (laughs) All right. So here's another mastery. What's this Mm -hmm. one do? This is Baleful Mastery, three and a black for an instant. Exile a creature or planeswalker. So it's four mana instant exile a creature or planeswalker. Or you can pay one and a black instead of three and a black. And if you pay one and a black, your opponent draws a card. Yeah. So it's a two mana exile creature or planeswalker. Your opponent draws a card. Or it's four mana instant exile a creature or planeswalker. Like four mana has kind of been the de facto cost for this lately. We have mm-hmm. Vraska's Contempt, E2 Extinction. To a lesser extent, we had, uh, um, oh, what's his name? The Adventure Guy. Murderous Rider? Murderous Rider, that's the one. Yeah, they, he was three mana, but also came with a downside and kind of an upside. So I don't, I don't really know what to think of this. Like four mana, I don't think by itself is quite good enough to you know, see play as premium removal in a black deck. Two mana definitely would be, but like you don't want your opponent on cards either. Yeah. Again, it's a it's a it's having the flexibility. Yeah. Right. I know these are all worded like fancy, but they're all just split cards, right? Mm-hmm. It's like three and a black, you know, exile creature planeswalker. Then the other half the card is one and a black. Yeah. Do that, they draw a card. Yeah. And the fact that it is a split card makes it just better. Yeah. Well, right? like you said earlier also, it's like backwards kicker. Yeah. So, you know, it's like one, you know, if the, if the mana value was one in the black and it was exile a creature, your opponent draws a card, mm-hmm. and then kicker, one in the black, just exile a creature. Right. Right. Like you can think of a card like that and you'd be like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, I can get rid of the downside and it's kind of the same thing. So like, again, like, you know, I think if your opponent, like, I don't know, plays a red and six, mm-hmm. you're like, cool. One in the black. Sure. You can draw a card. I don't want to have to deal with like this red and six. Right. That card's going to kill me. It needs to go now. Yeah. Or even, you know, hey, I'm not really happy spending two mana getting rid of your edge wall innkeeper. Right. But it's way better than staring at the four mana card in your hand while they draw three cards off their edge wall keeper. Right. So you're like, well, this feels bad, but not as bad as you drawing three cards before I decide to cast this for four. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's interesting. Like we had Veraska's Contempt at Common last set. Yeah. 
we, we took That's the crazy you, right you gain two life off of it yeah and it was like a common yeah this card was twenty dollars when it was in standard yeah and like i don't know 85 percent of that card was a common right that no one even thought about playing in constructed right. yeah so like four mana is too much yeah and two mana is not enough Right, like it feels like the like the sweet spot is a hero's downfall. <laughs> you mean where we started? Where we started, hero's downfall, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, that's too good." And it's like, "Have you seen what you've printed? It is not too good. <laughs> it's not too good. It is not too good." All right, this is mine. So, the fact that this has three different things that are semi-relevant. Yeah, some of them more relevant than others. Yeah. So it's this Callous Blood Mage. So mm-hmm. two and a black for two one. Yep. When it enters for a vampire warlock, if you know you're into vampires or warlock tribal, I don't know. Sure. It enters and you can cre- you can choose one. The first one is create a one one green and black pest token that has when this creature dies, you gain one life. Mm-hmm. So it can just be like a, a three mana effectively three two. Three, two. Which, remember when that card was in, what was it? Uh, was it cons? Like Sandstep Outcast? No, it was like, it was like, I think two and a white. And it, it was a two one and it ended with a plus one, plus one counter. Yeah. Or you made a one, one spirit. Oh, it's just the same card. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, you always made the spirit. Yeah. Like it only had one mode. But like you were like, oh man, this card is so great. And like they just print that card all the time now. <laughs> That's just like a stock card. Power creep. Yeah. Next up, you could, if it enters the battlefield, you could have it, you could draw a card and you could lose a life. Mm-hmm. So it's Phyrexian Rager. Yep. Which, you know, uh, was a constructed playable card, I don't know, in 1997 or right, something or like it was. 2001. Yeah. Right. And then it's Bajookabog. It is Bajookabog. Uh, exile target player's graveyard. Yeah, that's probably the most relevant mode. Absolutely. Like, I would look at the other two as fail cases. Yeah, like, you know, just getting the card back. Yeah. You know, so my thought was you're a green black company deck. Mm-hmm. Well, you have your graveyard hate already in your deck. Mm hmm. Or your Court of Calling deck, and you just have one of these to go cord for to exile their graveyard. Yeah, kind of like the same way we were talking about um, what was that knight from Ravnica Allegiance? Knight of Autumn? Yeah, Knight of Autumn. It it just kind of serves, it's like pre-sideboarding kind of. Yeah, where it's like, oh, like, this is in here because it lets me exile a, not exile, it lets me blow up an artifact or an enchantment, but yeah. Sometimes it's in here because I need the four life because I'm playing against burn. Right. And sometimes it's here because the four three is good. Right. This, I think the modes are a little less good. Oh, yeah, definitely. The Knight of Autumn, but it's only one color. Yeah. No, this is a two one that exiles a graveyard and sometimes isn't embarrassing. (laughs) Sometimes isn't embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, it's not the worst thing if you like draw it and you're like, well, this wasn't great, but it's going to replace itself because like the right. graveyard doesn't matter. Yeah. Cycle it and leave behind a two one. Yeah. 
or mana playing against burn i guess i'll play this like stupid pest token and get two bodies to block and i'll gain a life like okay that's not great but it's fine it's a thing yeah but the fact that you can just go cord for it or hit it with collected company i think it will see play Mm -hmm. because it's just going to like give you that flexibility yep this guy's all you also oh okay (laughs) <laughs> this is uh gritting ignis mm-hmm. this is a reprint it is from time spiral block mm-hmm. i do believe so this is two and a red for a two two so far constructed all star it's an elemental so it triggers risen reef it does it does <laughs> you can pay a red you can return greening ignis uh, to its owner's hand if you do you add uh, wing ding, wing ding, red. So you add two and a red. So you add its casting cost. Right. And you can only activate this as a sorcery. Mm-hmm. This is how we storm it off, folks. Right. So it's one mana for a storm count. Mm-hmm. If you have Burgie in play, it just stone goes infinite. Right. It's just all of the storm count. Yes. Basically, you can say, I'm going to do this indefinitely mm-hmm. and each time you do it it's zero mana yep. and then the last time you pick it up and you're like you have three mana and then you're like grape shot you right it also makes use of that uh i mean it's different colors but the um magecraft card that drains oh is there one that's just like how many our spells you cast i thought they were all instants and sorceries oh yeah, yeah no, no no you're right you're right you're right so I forgot this was a creature. <laughs> yep. If you're blocking with it, you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. If you're like, get in there, gritting Ignis. Like, no, that's yeah. not what he's here for. He's here for free storm count. So, yeah, like this is just a way to, I think, in historic, like enable the like mono red storm deck mm-hmm. where you're like, hey, I'm playing uh, Runaway Steamkin. Burgie, yep. Grenade Ignis, and then a bunch of garbage and a grape shot. Right. I don't see it doing anything in standard, but it is a card that now exists in historic and in pioneer. Mm-hmm. It could do some things. Yeah. Well, I mean, we also have this next guy that kind of fills a similar role. Hey, what does this guy do? This is a storm kiln artist. It's three and a red for a two, two dwarf. And he gets plus one plus O for each artifact you control. And has Magecraft. When you cast or copy an instant or a sorcery spell, make a treasure. I did not know this guy existed. Yeah. So he kind of does the same thing as Burgie or Runaway Steamkin, just mm-hmm. in a little bit different way. He makes treasures. And also he kind of plays well with Magda. Yes. Not only because he's a dwarf, but he makes treasures that Magda can then turn into artifacts and slash or dragons. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, when Magda attacks, she makes him bigger. Because mm-hmm. she makes a treasure. Well, I guess yep. two. Yeah. Because he gets he, he makes one as well. Yep. I think they're trying to enable some sort of, like, stormy deck mm-hmm. with all the enablers being creatures. Right. So that they are fragile. It's interactable. Yes. That you yeah. just don't get clowned on the stack. So I was thinking about this for a different card in the list here, but I'm going to bring it up now. Do you think that there's a reason they gave us an MDFC that has fling on one side? 
you just make this guy huge and then fling him? Maybe throw it. Yeah. There's a lot of treasures, though. And it's a lot of treasures. And if you have like, you know, 18 treasures, you're probably you winning anyway. Him. You can kill him some other way. Yeah. You can probably get him. So, uh, side note the uh, the Burgi art, the uh, whatever it is, the alternate frame, whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It does look really good. So, yeah, but we we definitely have now three creatures that want you to just cast a bunch of spells and like pay you for them. Yep. Get going. Yeah. And like you said, we also have uh, Baral and Goblin Electromancer mm -hmm. to make things cheaper. All right. So this this is another one of mine. Yep. This is a containment breach. Mm -hmm. This is a lesson. Yep. It's two and a green for a sorcery. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. If its mana value is two or less, create a 1-1 black and green pest creature token that has when this creature dies, you gain one life. So I was looking at this as, again, if you are going to have a handful of like learn cards, Mm -hmm. this is a lesson that if you're in green, that just makes sense to have in your sideboard. Yeah, I think that that's how you need to set your lessons up too. Not that all of them are playable, but I think they need to be almost toolboxy, and that's what like will make them worth playing. Right. If you're playing, you know, if there's a learn card that you like, and you're already going to play two or three pieces of artifact or enchantment removal, mm-hmm. you just make one of them containment breach. Right. Because it's not awful if you draw it and have to cast it for three. Mm-hmm. but the fact that you can just get it game one can be really, really powerful. Yep. So and you're not going out of your way to put this in your sideboard, but if you're already going to put something like this in your sideboard, if you're going to put naturalize, which is one in the green mm-hmm. in your sideboard, you can just put this in your sideboard and, you know, be a little bit better off. Yeah. I mean, this also has like the slight upside of, like paying you back for paying a little more for it. Because if you're trading down on mana, at least you get a pest for your trouble. Yeah, you get something as opposed to just being like, oops, yeah, nothing for you. Yeah. So all in all, I think this card is solid mm-hmm. and will probably find its home a home in some sideboards. It depending on like how playable the learn cards are. Yeah. And there's not too many of them that I think are close to playable. So we'll see. So next up. Yeah, this is one of mine. It's not one that you you provided me here. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> uh, Dragon's Guard Elite is one in a green for a 2-2 human druid with Magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on Dragon's Guard Elite, and then you can pay six mana to double the number of plus one, plus one counters on Dragon's Guard Elite. I don't think that part matters. The Magecraft ability is what I was interested in. And I mean, this is going back a ways, so I know you're going to know what I'm talking about, but maybe some of our listeners don't, but it, it's kind of shaping up like there might be a miracle grow deck in standard. There could, is there, an, I guess these are currently in standard. Yeah. Like, so Lore Scout Quaddle and Curian Dryad. Yeah. So uh, Xerox or miracle grow were decks that like played Curian Dryad and 
was there another creature that they played as well? Was it was it Lorsio Quattle in the um, olden days? Yeah, well, I don't know if it was Lors. No, because Lors scale was shards. Anyway, they played a bunch of cheap spells yeah. that allowed them to grow their two mana threat into something really big. Mm-hmm. And this is something that kind of fills that role. Yep. We have a, a random green common that is just green for like a sorcery. Creatures you control get trample. Draw a card. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, hmm, why is this here? Well, see, that doesn't trigger Query and Dryad, though. It doesn't, but it triggers Dragon's Guardly. It does, yeah. Um, we also have Opt, mm-hmm. which is just, you know, cycles and triggers both of these. There's another card that I included in the list a little bit later on that I think would fit pretty well in a deck like this. Um, we have that, what was that? Um protection spell from last set put a counter on something that gets hex proof oh uh, snake skin veil yeah um not that that triggers kyrian dryad but you know just as ways to kind of grow your team a little bit provide some protection like a tempo we style deck yeah so i have a few concerns one is deep root elite yeah that card the same card and saw no play yeah it didn't have the uh the four the six mana activated ability but it was yeah. basically the same card and on no play yeah and then uh we have a new test for standard it's no longer dies to doom blade <laughs> yeah. it's dies to uh, uh stomp yeah and like dragon's guard elite does have that problem mm-hmm. you're like here's my two mana two two and they're like stomp it you're like ah, cool <laughs> opt response gotcha you have to (laughs) like this you have to play on like three yeah like you never just get to play it on two you have to play it on three and then like you said have your opt ready to go so i mean it could it could get there but like recent history does not bode well for it yeah no i mean magic's definitely a different game now than it used to be yeah i I just thought it was weird that i saw like all of these kind of similar pieces yeah, exactly. Where you where it's like they're trying to put something in. Yeah. But I'm not sure if it quite gets there. Yeah. Again, though, we were I guess it's I guess, like we were like, we don't think we get to play um Thieves Guild Enforcer Magic anymore. Right. And we did, but it was not like the way we thought you were playing Thieves <laughs> yeah, Guild Enforcer Magic. Right. So maybe there is something where they like lean into this pretty hard. Maybe. I don't know, like we've had Simic flashy style decks. We have. And I mean, I know these creatures don't have flash, but this would be a similar it could. Like similar play style, I think. Brandborn cutthroat, whatever. Yeah. All right. This is emergent sequence. Mm-hmm. And this is here because I don't know if this is like, hey, this card is good, or hey, don't play this card. Okay. Right. Well, let's so talk about it because I, I kind of walked myself through it as I was writing the episode. So it is one in the green for a sorcery. Mm-hmm. Search your library for a basic land card and put it onto the battlefield. Tap and shuffle. If we stop there, this would be great. Yes. But then there's more text. <laughs> that land becomes a zero zero green and blue fractal creature. Yep. That's still a land. Mm-hmm. Put a plus one plus one counter on it for each land you enter the battlefield under your control this turn. Okay. 
So if you play a land and then cast this on turn two, yes, you're going to go get a basic mm-hmm. onto the battlefield tapped. Yep. With two plus one plus one counters on it. Yes. Okay. You're making a servant of the conduit, kind of. Kind of. You're making a two mana two two that taps for mana. Mm-hmm. It's ramp, but like is Wolf Willow Haven better? So I think that as a 1-1 one, one or a 2-2, two, two, that second bit of text is a downside. Yes. Because it just makes a fragile land. If this is coming in as a 1-1, one, one, it means that you also missed your land drop for turn, which means that you really needed that land and you can't afford for it to be fragile. Agree. I think if this comes down as a 3-3, three, three, like if you grow spiraled or explored... Or isn't there like a green white guy from Zendikar? You either play a basic land, an yeah. extra basic. Yeah, you can yeah. tap it by. Yeah. Like I think that if you can get this land to come down as a 3 3, it's probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I think as a 1 1 or a 2 2, I don't know if it's good enough. It's probably not like a turn two play. I right. don't think of this is like, this isn't rampant growth. Right. It's, you know, you basically could just turn this into a. You know, on turn two, it's just a two mana, two, two mm-hmm. mana dork. And would you play that in your deck? Maybe. And you're like, well, if the answer is no, then you don't play emergent sequence. Right. And the answer is like, I just want a, a two mana fragile mana dork is fr- fine. Then then emergent sequence is, fu- uh, mm-hmm. is fine. I think that like if you can trigger it three or more times, though, like put three or more counters on it. I think that second bit of text is an upside, though, not a downside. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's say your turn three is play a Fable of Passage, fetch, mm-hmm. then play Emergency, which then you get, you get a 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. Maybe that's worth it then, yeah. where it doesn't get bone crushered. It's a little bit more uh, resilient. Yeah, I mean, like with that line of play, you could even explore that Emergency sequence and get a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. And I mean, we've seen that, like, well, like Nissa 3 3 lands are somewhat fragile. Mm-hmm. They had a tendency to stick on the battlefield. They did, yeah. So at, at 3 3, it's probably fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, don't think of this as rampant growth because right. I don't think it's, it's not of that power level. Yeah, I don't think so either. All right. So, sort of feast and famine? Kind of. Mostly. <laughs> Belladros Witherbloom. Yeah. Five black green mm-hmm. for a legendary creature, Elder Dragon. Oh, Elder Dragon. Elder Dragon. Yeah, I've heard of those before. Yeah. It's a flyer mm-hmm. and it's a 4 4. So at the beginning of each up- upkeep, make a pest token. Each upkeep. Each upkeep. I'm sorry. Yep. Each upkeep. Make so a yours pest token. and your opponents. Uh, that ability is pretty powerful. It is. Uh, think about uh, Tenderfoot Dryad did this. Yep. yep. And that card, if it stayed on the battlefield, kind of ran away with games. Mm hmm. Coma does this. Mm-hmm. It makes three threes, though. Right. Well, so did Thunder Shoot Dryad. <laughs> Eventually, yes. <laughs> um, the part of this is interesting is the activated ability. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Pay 10 life. Untap all lanes you control. Only activate this ability once each turn. <laughs> That's got to be for Commander, right? Yes. So you don't just generate 21 mana all at once? True. Cast my commander, untap my lands three times. Yeah. 
figure out some way to win from there. Yeah. So I was thinking of this as like, you know, if this card was two and like five Phyrexian mana, Mm -hmm. right? And it said like, you can't cast this until you have seven lands in play. Right. You would play it. 100%. You'd be like, cool, I get to play this and have all this mana left over. Mm -hmm. Like, this is just, you know, a free, in air quotes, 4-4 flyer. Mm-hmm. So, like, it probably does something. It's a free 4-4 four, four flyer that makes tokens every turn. Yeah. And those tokens get your life back for uh, doming yourself for 10. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you don't untap your lands the turn it comes into play, you can just do it your next turn and just double up your mana. Yeah. Like, okay, I got 16 mana. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you have, you know, seven lands to cast this thing and you activate that ability once, if you don't win the game from that point, like you probably did something wrong in deck construction. Yeah. It also has the secret like mode of threat of activation. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're Saltai. You cast it, you're tapped out, you pass the turn. Yeah. Your opponent goes to target it and you're like, cool, pay 10 life, counter your spell. <laughs> right? Like, because you don't have to do it on your turn. Right. Right. You can just like, like, oh, do they have a counter? I hope not. I guess I got to go for this. Well, I mean, the way it's worded, if you can gain a bunch of life, you can activate this on your turn and your opponent's turn. Yeah. Just, you know, for the ultimate rubbins. Yeah. I still had all this mana. <laughs> I think it's interesting. Like, the fact that it's it's free mm-hmm. and we've seen that free stuff is usually bad right oh this one <laughs> i was kind of surprised this wasn't on your list i think this card's bad you think it's just straight up bad i think it's bad okay this is a body of research green 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 blue 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 so six mana none of it generic for a sorcery it says create a zero zero green and blue fractal creature token. Put X plus one plus one counters on it, where X is the number of cards in your library. First, this is one hundred percent a designed for arena card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're not going to sit there and count your library out, especially not in the same format as Yorian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 67 yeah. it, ju- it just seems bad it makes perhaps the biggest creature you can make in magic yeah right like for for what's on the card right like right. oh i can you know i could put a, an infinite amount of mana on my walking blister yes but just for like right for all intents and purposes card? what is on the card this is the biggest creature you can make mm-hmm and like is keyword big good enough on turn six well like, probably not but that's why i came up with some things to do with it okay we're flinging it 100 percent. well that's one of the things yeah but like what about with the azalith okay like if keyword big is bad it's because it like dies to doomblade right oh or in this case it gets bounced Oh, yeah, I guess that's pretty awkward. Well, yeah, that doesn't matter, though, because Ozolith still triggers. So then the Ozolith gets a whole bunch of counters, and then, like, 
anything you play for the entire rest of the game is lethal. Is giant. Yeah. Like I just looking at it as like you make a 30-30 a mm-hmm. or a 40-40 and they're just blocking it with like pest tokens or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Right, like Reggie as keyword big was good because it was on turn three. Yeah, not turn six. Yeah, you're just like, here's my seven. Right, but six. this is really big. Keyword really big. <laughs> right. Like if it were like if it were like a creature, mm-hmm. that if it got bouncy, you just replay it. Yeah. I'd feel a little bit better. You know, if this fractal had I don't know, lore on it or God forbid trample or something. Yeah. Like I just see like paying six and then nothing happening. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's neat, but I don't know. I don't see it being constructive playable, but I think it is just like the. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking more something for like combo purposes, not necessarily swinging yeah. with a 40 40. Yeah. I mean, if you get to seven mana, this plus thud. Yeah. Is, or is, the uh, and MDFC. Yeah. Because you'll Fury. Yeah. Is, is a good time. You're just like uh, funk and we're done. Yep. Isn't there like a sacrifice a creature gain life equal to something also? Not in standard that I know of. No, I thought there was. It's like, mm, I, I guess I don't remember. There's there's a, a right of consumption if you go way back. Yeah, no, there's one in standard now. I don't remember what it does though. It's all right. I but, didn't do my. I didn't do enough research. That's fine. But my body of research isn't big enough. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yes. Good. Good work. Good work. It's interesting, and it's just one of those cards that just feels like they designed it like for arena. Mm-hmm. They're just like, do we have a paper game? Not anymore. We just designed for <laughs> arena now. Do we want people to count their libraries? It'll be a wonderful tactile experience. Like, no, no, it won't. Is there uh, like something else we can do with the counters? Like, um, if you can get them onto Azalith, can you take like a billion turns with um, Sage of Hours? I guess you could. Sage of Hours, you remove five plus one plus one counters? Yeah, and take an extra turn. Yeah, there we go. So if you remove 30, you get six extra turns. And you should be able to win the game from there. Yeah, I mean, if you can't <laughs> if you can't win the game taking six extra turns, then... We've got bigger issues. Yeah. You make your fractal. You then sack it to Witch's Oven. You put the counters on Hustleith. Yeah. Then you put it on the Sage. And then you take six turns. Yeah. You're probably going to win. Yeah. I, I, I guess, you know, using Ozolith, you can move them onto Walking Ballista too, right? Yeah. There you go. We, we broke Modern. This Machine Gun. Yeah. Six mana gun. blue and green spells. They'll do that to Modern, you know. They will. I mean, it's blue and green. Yeah. It's a blue-green mythic. It's probably going to get banned in six months anyway. Yeah. People are going to, like, replay this clip of me being like, is keyword big good enough? And they're just like... <laughs> Like all we've done in like for the last six months in legacy is just body of research. It's awful. <laughs> like I, I never thought. Oh, uh, hey, keyword big. Keyword big. So Dem- Demogoth Titan? Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, sure. good job. Demogoth Titan. Green black, green black, green black, green black hybrid mana. Yep. So four hybrid green black mana. Yes. For an eleven ten, we demon. did it. Yep. And whenever it attacks or blocks, sacrifice a creature. 
if there is no other creature it goes away yeah it just doesn't do anything right it sacrifices itself yes i guess you get like a chump block tackled by one one block sacked by demogoth titan i feel like you need stuff that you want to sacrifice Mm -hmm. so i heard someone it said like uh skyclave shade Oh, yeah, that works. Sack by cycle shade, play a land, get it back. Yep. You also get the pest tokens from the the dragon we just talked about. Yeah. Like, what I compared this to in my head was Reggie. Mm -hmm. Right? And, like, Reggie's downside was you discarded a card. So you didn't have to spend mana for that card you were discarding. Right. Right? Like, you're spending mana on on this Mm -hmm. to, like, keep it alive. And I think that's a bigger drawback than discarding a card. Yeah. And I don't know how many things are like, you know, are sacrifice fodder that you want to have in, that you want to sacrifice in standard. Like if this comes down on turn four though, and is swinging for half of your opponent's life total on turn five, how many times does it need to attack in order for it to have done its job? Fair. I mean, like th- this is a ton of pressure on turn four. It is. I mean, so I was thinking it's it's the abyss for both players. Yeah, but right. like if you if you're playing uh, like a woe strider, and you can like the woe strider is something you want to be playing anyway, and you feed the goat to this instead for a turn, and then maybe you make the woe strider go away the next turn and then bring it back. Like does attacking three times with this thing do the job? Probably. Maybe. And you're not really down anything like you're down some tempo, but you've also just swung for 33 points of damage over the last three turns. Yeah. Um, this is our, our warlock friend. Oh yeah. 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 The two, he, one that makes a dude. He makes a pest. Yep. He's two bodies. Yep. I'm trying to think if there's like a, like a, a two drop that makes two bodies. Or like there's not anything in standard right now, but um Dwinin's Elite. Dwinin's Elite. Uh I was thinking like Elvish Visionary or yep. uh the Vampire Dusk yep. Legion Zealot. Yep. Where like you're getting a card and then feeding it to feeding that guy to your demogoth titan. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might be right. It might just be that like being enormous. Yeah. Well, I think it's a combination combination of being enormous and coming down early enough. Yeah. Like if this thing costs six mana, like that last card we were just talking about, it's not good enough. No. The fact because that Because it comes down too late. Yeah, the fact you're attacking with an on turn uh five. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it could like it could just be rotting regisaur, mm-hmm. where it's just good enough. Yeah, I think it's pretty close to running Registrar. Right, and I guess like in you know, uh, Historic or Pioneer like where you have like elves. Yeah. You play this on turn three and then it eats your elf. Mm -hmm. Or you know, in Standards you're like Gilded Goose. You play this on turn four or turn three. Eats your goose. It eats your goose and you know I think this card should say cannot block. 
because well, I mean, you're never going to block. With that's it. what I mean. It like it, the, they put handholds on cards uh, yeah. recently. Yeah. And like the handhold on this card should just be, it can't block blocking <laughs> with it means you're using the card incorrectly. Yeah. Kind of like brazen borrower can't block creatures without flying. You're like, yeah, cause right. you're supposed to be attacking with it. Yeah. Right. This is, you're just supposed to be like turning it sideways and hoping that that works out. Yeah. This also like just kills somebody with an ember cleave. <laughs> like you're just dead. Doesn't matter I, what you do, you're dead. I guess you can attack with the creature you're going to sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. And in this, response to the trigger. Then you put your ember cleave. Yeah. Yeah. Like I guess Goblin Instigator is um Oh yeah. Is uh Makes a is friend. Not, yeah, isn't in standard. Yeah. But th- then you're asking your mana to do some amazing things. <laughs> I've got yeah. a red two drop, and then I gotta have black, 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 black. Then and then you also need double red. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no problem. We'll get right there. I th- I think that you some need some of them give- John triomes. <laughs> yes, some way to give this idiot trample or some sort of evasion goes a long way. So you could Colossification. You know what? It's not big <laughs> enough. Give it plus 20, plus 20. Oh, oh, okay. That wasn't the card that I meant then. What's the plus seven, plus seven and trample? Oh, um, gosh, I play it all the time. Prodigious yeah. growth? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. An 1817 trampler. There's also epic growth, which is legal on arena. Ooh. It's plus five, plus five and trample. Yeah. For the same go. casting cost as prodigious growth. <laughs> Power creep, ladies and gentlemen. Power creep. Yeah, like, are there any creatures that we want to have? Like, we don't have, like, Stitcher Supplier anymore. Right. Right, where you're like, I want to sacrifice this because I'm going to get something. Yeah. I so, just need it to be in the bin. Maybe I'm coming around on it, but I do just worry that there's going to be times where, like, you draw this on, like, turn seven and your board's empty. <laughs> And you're just like spent four mana for nothing. Yeah, because like Reggie could do stuff if you were empty handed. Yeah. Right. Like it gave you a turn to play the card that you drew. Right. You know. Yeah, I think guy. this also has less downside though, too. Because Reggie see Reggie, like your opponent can just wait until you're upkeep with a trigger on the stack and then kill it. Yeah. And then like you're down a card and a Reggie. I mean I think the the like the downside for this is go to combat attack. They kill your other thing. And they kill you your only other creature, this. and you sacrifice this, and you're just like, yeah. oh no. Yeah. But like Reggie, on the turn seven scenario, was still a seven six that got to attack and block. Right, and also you know later in the game the downside wasn't nearly as bad. Yeah, like I think the downside here like gets worse as the game goes on. Yeah. Because right, you could see a situation where you're like, oh man, I can't ever kill this, but if I can just manage their board, yeah, then this card doesn't do anything. Yep. So, I don't know. It is an experiment in like, how big can we make something? Mm-hmm. And like, use the, the downside to balance it. Gutter Bones. Yeah, Gutter Bones. What was the, what's the one from... Omnicat. Dread Wanderer. Dread Wanderer. Yep. Uh, this also pairs nicely with um, Gary, Great Merchant of Asphodel. Oh, yeah. 
you're just like demigoth titan into gary you take six attack sack my gary Whew. so yeah, that's pretty good there there are things it can do but i just worry that because of the fact that like it has you know cases where it doesn't do anything mm-hmm. like those kind of cards usually don't get played yeah because the downside of like i don't have another creature and i just spent four mana to do nothing is too is too bad yeah now like maybe you pair this with oh gosh what uh like vivian advocate of monsters where you're like tick up make a three three. Oh, okay now attack right where yeah. you have a planeswalker that's gonna be like a consistent source of creatures yeah like right? lily dreadhorde general yeah dreadhorde general like that would be you know yeah. really good really because you just like draw a card off of it but like you know uh i guess uh the new um what's her name kazmina kazmina down ticks to make creatures yeah but like if you just had a way to like uptick and make like creatures like even you know going like old school like what about uh, uh garrett curse huntsman oh yeah because then you get to eat the the wolves you get to eat to, the wolves so you, you get your loyalty that yeah. way uh i was thinking like uh nissa voice of zendikar mm-hmm. with plants yeah you just plus one and yeah. it comes out on three you like plus yeah. one make a make an one okay feed it to the titan attack you mm-hmm. yeah so I, I think it requires you to build do a lot of work and i don't know if modern magic decks want you to do a lot of work yeah probably not next step oh i see what you did here yeah see yeah so this is what i put on here and it's decisive denial mm-hmm. so it's blue green for an instant and then they put two things that have pretty much nothing to do with one another on the card. Well, I found the thing that they have to do with each other, though. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> so, it's an instant. You choose one. Target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. So, it's like an instant speed like pounce for an extra mana. Yep. Or like Prey, like prey Upon is also a fight, right? Or prey Upon yeah. is also one mana. And then counter target non-creature spell unless it's controller plays three. Mm-hmm. So it's like your blue-green removal spell and also your tempo-y counter spell. Mm-hmm. Like it's a weird card to have those two. Like it's weird to have those two like different abilities on the same card. Well, yeah, except if you're playing some sort of like Simic tempo-y flash deck. This because is those true. are both things that like they're both things that you want to save your mana for. So for those of you who aren't watching the podcast right now, when you switched it, when I switched the slide to decisive denial, yeah. uh, what popped up was Dragon's Guard Elite and Quarian Dryad. <laughs> <laughs> like they'll get bigger then they can fight or then you yeah. can count or you can counter the removal spell and they get bigger and they get bigger. Yeah. You know, could you imagine if we had this in a world of like frilled mystics and uh, Nightpack Nightpack ambushers? ambushers? Yeah. Just Brandborn cutthroat. Yeah, like be like you know, turn two, you counter their. Well, you know we have all those things in historic. We do. Yay! No, I think this card is like oddly flexible enough. Yeah. That it probably sees play. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I like the card. Yeah, in a in a deck that is tempo-y, trying to play like a short game. 
mm-hmm. where the counter target non creature spell on say play three is just a hard counter. Yeah. Think about uh, like last last standard or the standard before, like how many times you got quenched. Oh yeah. Right. And you're just like, uh, right. It's a limited quench, but you know, it's better than quench because it's three. Mm-hmm. And then it also has a fight spell tape stapled to it. If quench isn't good enough. Yeah. Right. Like one part of it lets you get rid of the non-creature spells and the other side lets you just kill the creature that you had to let resolve. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the cards just all like upside. Yeah. I think so, it's sweet. Yeah. I, Again, it feels like a sideboardy card in like a very specific deck, but well, I mean, you main deck it in this deck. You do. Like you get, <laughs> you get also like in like you know team or adventures, yeah. right? Like it lets you like counter the oh gosh, great henge, mm-hmm. or it lets you use your love struck beast to eat one of their creatures, right? You're like, cool, love strike beast, eat your thing. Or so now you can't cast your great henge. Right. Or love struck or counter your great henge because I didn't have my love struck beast. Mm-hmm. So it seems very good. And again, we're gonna we're gonna make uh, Corey and Dryad happen. I really like that card. Do you remember how excited I was when I saw it on the set list for M21? Yes, and I had to be like, it's it's 2020 yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh i'm gonna like cast the spell and get a plus one plus one counter but or i'm gonna pay three mana and get a six six it draws me a card gives me three life and puts a land into play yeah mm. 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 yeah like dragon scale dragon's guard elite in like i don't know 2004 like <laughs> just runs vintage is the best vintage creature by a mile yeah but i don't know if it has a home other than with other than with decisive denial just carrying it the whole way maybe okay humiliate we just talked about this we did just talk about this and by just talking about this it might have been like two hours ago i don't know yeah it was at the top of the show but it's all right it's fine yeah so humiliate is a white and a black for a discard spell, target opponent reveals their hand, choose a non-land card from it, a player discards that card, and you put a plus one, plus one counter on a creature you control. Typically, these like two mana discard spells lately have had some sort of drawback, like lose a life or something. Um, mm-hmm. This one is just upside. Like this kind of fits in the, think of like Thought Erasure, like the mm-hmm. upside isn't as big as Thought Erasures, but it's right. still all right. There is something in front of your camera. There is. Oh no, no, there's not. It's just the shadow. Okay, never mind. Editing. <laughs> Hi. Yes. Hi. Sorry. You are in front of your camera. <laughs> it's it's James. <laughs> it's James. That's <laughs> something in front of your camera. All right. So um, it also looks like I'm sweating. Like my shirt's a different yeah. color here. It's not. It's just it's shadow. Not. This might all stay. Um, so <laughs> it's gold. Like. You know, in like a black white vampires deck, mm-hmm. right? Where you're like, you play your, you know, your one drop, and then you're just like humiliate, take your removal spell, put a counter on it, get in. Yeah. Right. Like that's a fine like line for this. Mm-hmm. Like also, like, you know, the put a plus one plus one counter on a creature you control, like 
that you you don't need that to matter right right if there's like an esper control deck mm-hmm. right that you know for some reason wants humiliate over anguish not anguish in my king what is it agonizing remorse agonizing remorse right like if if they want this over that for some reason why well, don't want to lose a life like yeah. you know this card still gets to play right so yep and like the reason i keep bringing up gerard's verdict that you see over there on the side yeah um is because for those of you that have been listening for a while that was one of the cards that i picked for modern horizons Okay. When we did our called shots. So I don't know if we said what Gerard Rodis does. I'm like reading it. So target player, black, white, target player discards two cards from there, from his or her hand. Yep. You gain three life for each land card discarded this way. Yep. So it's almost, it's like a fixed him to Torak almost. Yeah. Or like white, black discard spell. Yeah. Or like a, a busted mine rot. Yeah. This is better because you get to like actually pick the card. Right. I mean, if there's like a black white deck where you're like humiliate you into PV. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, cool. You you don't get to do anything for the first like three or four turns of the game. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably fine. And then you get the charming prince, your PV. Yeah. And then you're just like nothing. You get to do nothing. nothing. You get to do nothing. And you have to like it. Yeah. You draineth magistrate and then charming prince. Yeah. Blink PV. Yeah. And like you can't cast any spells now. Yep. There you go. We broke it. Next. The humiliation deck. The humiliation deck. Yeah, no, it's a different card. The next card is Magma Opus. Oh, that's an elephant. It is an elephant. I had not noticed that. Until I just you realized just said that. it's an elephant. Yep. So this is six blue red mm-hmm. for an instant at Mythic. So it deals four damage uh, divided among any number of targets. You tap two target permanents and you create a 4-4 four, four, uh, blue and red elemental token. And then you draw two cards. So this is kind of the same card as multiple choice? but Kind better. of. And kind of uh, Sublime Epiphany. Yeah. yeah. The reason I think this card is interesting is the random pseudo-cycling they have tapped on it so that's actually on a couple cards yes so this is a vertical cycle right it's on a common and uncommon and a rare okay i think yeah i think so as well so it's blue red blue red hybrid Mm -hmm. discard this card discard magma opus create a treasure token Mm -hmm. so that leads you to do no fair things no fair things should be done Right? Gearhulk this. Oh. They put that new card in historic. Like, is it Niv uh, Magus, uh, like Mastery or something? Mm. That's three in a red. Exile uh, instant or sorcery from your graveyard, then cast it without paying its casting no. cost. Play that as on turn three because you got a treasure right. from your opus. So I'm not thinking that you. Ever want to cast this card for eight? For eight mana. I think you should be trying to figure out ways to cast it for less than eight. Yeah. Let that be, you know, random card from some commander product that's now in historic. Mm-hmm. Uh, torrential gear hawking it. 
I don't know if there's any ways in standard to play this card on the cheat from the graveyard. Yeah, I don't know if there is either. Um, I don't know if like getting this in your graveyard and then like reanimating the uh, Sphinx in historic mm-hmm. is where you want to be. But like this gets in your graveyard really easy. So yeah. then I think it's incumbent upon you to cast it for half its converted mana cost somehow. <laughs> or yeah. half its mana value. Mana value. Um, so hmm. as like a spell that you're just trying to cast uh, for full for for full freight at eight, right? Like you'd rather cast Genesis Ultimatum. Right. You'd rather cast uh, the Jeskai Ultimatum. Whatever that I don't know, is. I mean, it I think I'd rather f- cast this than the Jeskai Ultimatum. Deal five, draw five, gain five. Like drawing five cards is a big game. Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe it's close, but you'd rather do Genesis Ultimatum for sure. Yeah. Just easy. I go in the graveyard mm-hmm. and then cast me. Like, I can't imagine that they put this ability on like four spells. And at no point in standard for the next like 18 months, there's, not there's no way be, to do the thing. There's no way to do the thing. Yeah. Doing the thing might not be good enough. But I feel like they're going to let you do the thing. Yeah. Like maybe the thing costs like five mana. Right. And like in limited, it gives you the out of like, I'm never in a million years going to cast this. So I guess I will pay two mana to like rent myself for a turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't feel like too, too bad. But I think there's got to be a way to do the thing. Probably. Okay. <laughs> So this card isn't good. It's a needle thorn drink. Uh, It's a green and a blue for a one, one flying death touch. Yeah. It's a green and a blue. It's a green and a blue, a green mana and a blue mana. It is for a one, one flying death touch. Mm -hmm. Like those aren't stats for a Simic card. Yeah, they are. Ice Fang Colottle. Yeah. I mean, Ice Fang has to work for it though. When I looked at this, I thought this was one of those like great designer search tricks where they're like, no, 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 no. This is totally a Golgari card. Well, the blue gives it flying and the green gives it death touch. Right. Like think about all the like scorpions. Right. But this is like the backwards way of doing it, though. Right. This like typically when they design cards like this. Fair they look at something both colors can do. And in this case, they looked at something that one of the colors can't do because blue doesn't or green doesn't get flyers and blue doesn't get death touch. So instead of trying to find something that like the colors can work together on, they found something that like the other color can't do. I mean, our three green, black, four, four flying vigilance, right? Black, gives flying green gives vigilance yeah so it's kind of the same thing right but it, it's the backwards way of, that's why i said this is like the great designer search test card it is it is it's weird like i just kind of like blew it off yeah as like it's missing the uh the text you need from baleful shricks <laughs> and Draw card. yeah and i think yeah but you know it could be one of those cards that just shows up randomly, but it's, oh, no, it's, more it's not going like to see goof. any play. I just thought it was weird because it's like not correct. <laughs> it's not correct. Yeah. 
I have deemed this not correct. James, James says so. It's wrong. Yeah. yeah. You just got to tweet at Mark Rosewater. This yep. is not correct. It's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> Make it right. Where's my draw card? Yeah, where's my draw card? See, that would fix the card, though, because both green and blue can have creatures that enter the battlefield to draw a card. Okay, there so we that's go. what ties them together. Gotcha. See, here you got two things that don't work together. Fair, fair. All right, Vanishing Verse. Yeah, you like this one, right? Yes. Like, think in like a dark timeline when junk was like remotely, remotely playable. Mm-hmm. Like, just like black white exile your timer goif mm-hmm. exile your lily yeah exile your gerback angler yeah right like the card so vanishing verse black white instant exile target monocolored colored permanent that gets a lot of things yeah a lot a lot of things a lot of things it's um like when ultimate price was in standard that saw a ton of play that was premium removal yeah and so this exiles and hits all permanents. Yeah. All colored permanents. All colored permanents. You know, if you think about standard now, like there are a lot of like monocolored permanents floating around. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, again, using like the Edgewall Innkeeper example or, or like the Lovestruck Beast or like they resolve their great henge and you're just like exile it. Yep. I, I actually have a way to deal with that. Exile your Ember Cleave. Mm-hmm. Exile the creature you're putting your Ember Cleave on. Yep. Instant Exit. speed, too. Yeah, instant speed. So, again, it makes you play like planes, but they're trying. Like, this is, like, you put a planes in your deck. Well, I mean, I think this combined with um, your Mythos. Yeah. Like, white Black has some very good removal, like the best removal, probably. Right, like you could definitely play like you know we were kicking around that like Abzan deck, yeah, in historic, or because uh, it, it was good because you had Mythos, and then you yep. just add like Vanishing Verse to this as a way to like, you know, for one less mana get everything, mm-hmm. and having the flexibility to get everything is a big deal. Like get rid of your Nissa for two mana, right? Like that's that's the kind of thing that you need. So yeah. I think this is good and can see like older format play. Mm-hmm. Velamakis, Lorehold, Velachumas. I don't know. I don't know. Sounds Velcro. like a wrestler. Velcro man, yeah. Velachumas, Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> so this lets you do things for free. It does. Like what? What kind of thing were you hoping to be doing for free? I was trying to rack my brain. Well, let's read the card first. I don't know. So this is five red white mm-hmm. for a flying vigilance haste five five. Ooh, that's that's a lot of keywords. It's a lot of keywords here. So when it attacks, look at the top seven cards of your library. You may cast an instant or sorcery spell with mana value less than or equal to its power from among them without paying its mana cost. Put the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. Mm-hmm. I don't have in my head the instant or sorcery I want to just like be casting. Didn't we just get a five mana time walk? We did. You could do uh, that. Uh, we also have two red three mana time walks. Oh, we do. Right? Where you like you, you can play this. Find out how to not lose the game. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. What is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, Gideon. Oh yeah, he does it. They're, they didn't put Angel's Grace in historic, so right. Um, we have uh, nine lives though, right? That stops nine. you from losing the game. I think so. I think so too. So there could be some ways that you just could not lose the game. Mm-hmm. Like you said, time warp. Mm-hmm. Most times they take an additional attack step. Cards cost more than this. Yeah. They're usually like six or seven. Right? Like you should be trying to stay like under five. Right. So What's, uh, is Elrond's Epiphany? Yeah, that costs eight. Oh, that's right. And the um, Fortel makes it cheaper. Yeah, the Fortel I think yeah. makes it yeah. Six. So that doesn't work. No. But like anything, like you don't need a whole lot of swings mm-hmm. with your flying vigilance hasty dragon. Right. To win the game. Right. Right. Like maybe a chance for glory is all you need. Mm-hmm. Anything that's just like cast some stuff for free is is good. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, think about um Goldspan Dragon, right? Yeah. It just, it costs three mana because it gives you two mana back. Right. Right. This guy, you know, if you hit a five drop, costs two mana. It's true. Right. I mean, if you hit a time walk, it costs no mana. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. If you hit a time walk, you did it. It's free. Yeah. So I don't know what, you know, what are the things you want to try to hit? Again, in the like do the thing category, right? Like you reanimate this somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, you unbury. Oh, yeah, it's a great reanimation target. You unburial rights it. Yeah. Right. And then you get to hit another unburial rights or or a card draw spell or something to go again. Mm-hmm. There are things you can do. Like, yeah, like just not casting it for seven, right? Bringing it back on the cheap and then just like bashing. Right seems like a reasonable line of play mm-hmm. so if you uh what's the blue card the blue snow card that like draws scry three draw three graven lore graven lore i mean if you hit that you're pretty happy right yeah yeah i can't think of any like red things that you're just like yeah i mean is something dumb like uh storm's wrath you're just mm-hmm. like for everything yeah. my guy's good thanks yeah um yeah, or like, is there like is there like ways to there's not a planeswalker or something that like stacks the top of your deck where you can like you know you get to brainstorm or something not in red and white not in red and white so no like as a thing to reanimate I think it's interesting mm-hmm. and just like building your deck in such a way that like one attack kind of ends the game this casts suspend cards it does cast all the zero suspend cards yeah that's kind of cool. It is. There's like you like this into like Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Or like restore balance. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't know what you can do with it per se, but I feel like anytime you're just getting the cast stuff for free, you're going to like do bad things. <laughs> This yeah. is probably also a decent um, a decent hit for Godfrey's Gift. Yeah. Because yeah, it lets the... you, like if you're playing the refurbished version. Oh, yeah, because you can just get the hit like a refurbish. Yeah, you hit a refurbish with it, and then 
bring back another one of these, hit refurbish, bring back another God Pharaoh's gift. I mean, it has, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or um, fill your yard or. Yeah. Or like you're playing uh, like, uh, like combustible gear Hulk. Mm-hmm. So like you have more artifacts to hit with your refurbish. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good idea too. And we're going to have faithless looting and historic. <laughs> yes, we are. For like three months. You think it'll last that long? Probably. Because they're going to want to make sure they ring as much uh, as yeah. many wild cards out of people as they can. Yeah. But like, I give it like two weeks before people are like, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> like, oh, this was really cool. And then, like, and then it'll be like, oh, wait. Oh, this isn't. Well, this isn't what I want to do anymore. The first four wild cards I'm going to spend on this set will be for uh, Faithless Lootings. Inquisition feels slighted. <laughs> well. The second four Inquisition. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I've already got Thoughtseize. Yeah. All right. So I just want to remind everyone that Wither Bloom Command is good. Just it in is. case we forgot. Yeah, um, we talked about it. It's great. It's still great. Yeah, green. Every black, mode matters. Green black for a sorcery. Target player mills three cards. Then you return a land from your graveyard to your hand. Mm-hmm. So if you watched Anthony and I play Grixis silliness, mm-hmm. this pushes you back towards Jun silliness. Yep. Uh, with Storm Herald, um, destroy target non land non uh, a non creature non land permanent with mana value two or less. Mm-hmm. Gets all your graveyard hate cards that uh, come up frequently. Sure does. Target creature gets minus three and minus one until end of turn. Uh, kills Edgewall Innkeepers. Kills Thalia's on later turns. If you go kills real deep, peasy. kills Young Peasy. He's going to say, I think Yixel Jailer is a 2 1. It is. Gets a Yixel Jailer. Does. Uh, for the uninitiated, that is a future site card that is two and a black for a 2 1. Yep. That just says all cards in graveyards lose all text. Mm-hmm. So anything that goes in your graveyard just doesn't do anything anymore. Right. And then target opponent loses two life and you gain two life. This buys you time against the aggressive decks for you to do whatever shenanigans you want to do. <laughs> it's also like fail case if you can't find things to kill. Yeah. Like, yeah, if there's nothing to kill, it still lets you cast it, which yeah. is why there's two which is why there are two card uh, modes that like target a player. Right. So that you can always cast it. Mm-hmm. The card's awesome. Yes, card's great. Just in case yep. you forgot. Yep. These cards, less great. So the snarls. The snarls. So what do these do? Um, they're the rest of the cycle from... Oh, I did my picture wrong. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. Oh, well. Um, so this is the rest of the cycle from Shadows Over Innistrad, right? These are yes. the show lands. Frost Boil Snarl this is the first one. I'll read it. As Frost Boil Snarl enters the battlefield, you may reveal an island or a mountain card from your hand. If you don't, Frost Boil Snarl enters the battlefield tapped. So you have to reveal a card with the land type or it enters tapped. And then um, I mean, they, they, they were for, fine. They tap for blue and red. Yeah, this one taps for blue and red. They're all the yeah. enemy pairs. These were fine when they were in Shadow Standard. They they are. So we had the were the the lands from Zendikar had uh land types as well, right? Yeah. 
We have so, triumphs now. I guess we have. I guess triumphs is the answer. Yeah. But like, do we just have the triumphs? Like, um, I'm trying to think if we. We had... also have the um the snowlands. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. These can be. These can be fine. You do run into the problem of like, oh man, mm-hmm. I drew this. I need to rip my fourth land. Oh, I ripped a snarl. Yeah. Oops. I mean, I guess. These saw play in standard even when the battle lands rotated out, though, right? Like, but wasn't there a period in time where they weren't legal together? There was. I was trying to think if there was another like set of like lands that had. No, no you just played more basics. Fair. They're not the they're not the best, and uh, we are hard opposed to the blue green one. The one that <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's fine. <laughs> Simic got one, uh, yeah. but whatever. They're fine. Like they're pretty low power compared mm-hmm. to a lot of dual land sets or dual land pairs, and they definitely don't play well with our MDFC lands. No, no, they do not. Right. So, on some level, you might have to pick. Mm-hmm. And I think that depends on what kind of deck you are. Yeah, like if you're. You know, more of a of you're a slower deck and like having a you know an occasionally tap land, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. They're fine. But if you're like, you know, a blue red spells matter, I need to like always be using all of my mana, like having a guild gate in your deck 40% of the time, yeah, is not good enough. Well, I think it also matters what your color breakdown is because these are gonna play a lot better in a straight two-color deck than in like a three color deck where you have a chance of not having like the right color you know what i mean yeah like if you're trying to splash white off of like if you're a jeskai deck trying to splash white off of a fury calm snarl Mm -hmm. but you only have mountains and islands in your hand like that's going to be harder to do whereas the uh pathways that's easier to do because you can slot the pathway in place of a basic and then you know, if you already have your white, you don't need to play the white side of your pathway. You can just play the red side. Yeah. So, I don't know. These these do these are lands that do make you uh, have uh, uh, make deck building considerations, which mm-hmm. they haven't given us a lot of those. Right. Not in a while, man. It's just been pretty good. Next up. Yeah. What is this thing? Uh, uh, wandering archaic. Like, I didn't even know this card existed. Like, I was flipping through trying to look for uh, some of the MDFCs, and I came across this, and I didn't, didn't even see this card get spoiled. It looks like um, like a Hindu god like yeah. with all the arms. And, like, the floating thing above its head. Yeah. 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 So this is a 5-mana 4-5. Four, it's colorless. It's a 4-4. Four, 4-4, four. Four, four, gosh. 4-4. Yeah. I looked at the I looked at the numbers. I swear. <laughs> right. Whenever an opponent casts an instant or sorcery spell, you may pay two. If if or sorry, they may pay two. Yeah. If they don't, you may copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. And what? then it has. <laughs> That's kind of nuts, right? I guess. Right, like in a so you command- just get to do whatever they do. Yes, in a commander game, this is great, right? Like you're just well, like I, I didn't mean in commander, but yeah, commander too. I I I guess it just like lets you like copy the removal spell they use on it. 
or well, or card draw or a tutor or yeah i i guess i mean like how long is it gonna stay on the battlefield like what is yeah. it yeah i mean it's a two for one though right it is it is now of course it has a spell on the back yeah the so, back side is explore the vast lands it's three generic mana for a sorcery each player looks the top five cards of their library reveals a land and or instant or sorcery card from among them then puts the cards revealed this way into their hand and the rest in the bottom of their library in a random order each player gains three life this so card like party tutor this card is wildly unplayable yeah that's weird like could Such you a strange card could you imagine <laughs> if your opponent was like i'm gonna cast once upon a time and you get to resolve a copy too <laughs> it's like mirrored lotus yeah you'd be like ooh, ooh, ooh. yes please thank you for spending your mana so i can find a card <laughs> Right, so this is like you spend three mana, your opponent draws a card. Yeah. But you gain three life, so that broke the symmetry. No, well, each I mean, player gains three life. No, it doesn't break the symmetry. Like you just Well, you get them, the card too. You get a card, you yeah. each get a card, you each right. gain three life. Right. But you're down you three, paid mana. three mana. Yeah. Yeah. Seems bad. So weird. So weird. Such a weird card. The front side also like very strange. Very strange. All right, it is definitely a a two for one, but I don't know. Is it a is it to hate the storm decks? I don't. Know. <laughs> to me, it just seems like they were like, you know what? What's the colorless commander? Oh, uh, Kozilek. How much is Kozilek right now? One hundred and twenty dollars. Uh, so let's give them. A, let's give them another colorless commander. It's not legendary. Oh, it's not. You're. Why is it not legendary? <laughs> it's not legend. It's not legendary. I thought for sure it was okay. Never mind then. All that commander stuff. I'm throwing out. The... No idea. No idea why this card exists. Yeah. And we gotta go back to spending $120 on Kozilex. Stonks. I don't know. So okay, not legendary. Not legendary. Weird, but I don't think good. But it is okay. weird. It is very weird. Yeah. All it, right. Uh, Works with what was that card? Um, the colorless thing, the colorless thing, yeah. Isn't there like an artifact that makes colorless spells cheaper or something? Oh, Forsaken, uh, yeah, that one, Forsaken Monument, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, all right, all right, moving on. Next up, uh, exploring more space for MDFCs. We had Valky and he turned into a planeswalker that was really Tybalt. <laughs> Now we have a fox dog thing that has a planeswalker on the back. Yeah. Is this Luca or is this Luca's friend? On the back, it's Luca. Right. But on the front, I mean. Oh, I think the friend is like Luca's like buddy. Okay. Just buddies. They're just friends. Yeah. Milla Crafty Companion, one white white for a legendary creature fox. It's a two three. Whenever an opponent attacks, attacks uh, one or more planeswalkers you control, put a loyalty counter on each planeswalker you control. That's kind of cool. It is. And then whenever a permanent you control becomes a target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, you may draw a card. Hey, isn't that a green ability? 
it has been in the past. Yep. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yep. So I was thinking as like, uh, I was more concerned with the front side than the back side. Okay. So this is just like your a collected company deck. And oh, yeah. You don't want to play like Shaper Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's so sweet. You, you just get the cocoa into your, you know, protection against removal. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you're playing against the mythical Jun deck. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you play this, and then like they they you know have to spend their first removal spell killing it. Right. Because you're gonna draw a card. You're gonna draw a card anyway. Yeah. Well, you're gonna draw a card when they target this, but they you, you know, you can't kill their other creature before right. you kill this. Yeah. Right. So I was thinking it's more as like a creature that you can like hit with collected company or like in your white aggressive deck if you're playing against like mono red and they're like shocking and bone crushing all of your creatures yeah you get to play this and now they if when they shock and bone crusher your stuff you get to draw a card yep so now the backside is luca wayward bonder mm-hmm. um so it's a four red red for a five loyalty uh planeswalker mm-hmm. luca luca plus one you may discard a card if you do draw a card if a creature card was discarded this way Draw two cards instead. Okay. Bit of a mouthful. Uh, minus two. Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste. Exile at the beginning of your next uh, upkeep. Wow, that's weird. Next upkeep. Yes. Like, so it survives a whole turn. Yeah, it gets to block. Yeah. Right. We already talked about the like lore hold dragon. Mm-hmm. Right. Not that, you know, six mana is much cheaper than seven. But this gives you a way to get it in your graveyard. It's a lot and, easier to hit your sixth land than your seventh. Yeah, but it gives you a way to get you in, get it in, in your graveyard and yeah. then reanimate it. Mm-hmm. And then minus seven, uh, you number emblem with whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, it deals damage equal to its power to any target. So, you know, doesn't work well with the Lorehold guy because Lorehold guy's like, put spells in your deck. Right. And Luke is like, creatures. But, you know, this is the standard, like, hey, my ultimate wins the game. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good Planeswalker. I think the most of the value of this card is on the front side. Um, I mean, six mana is a lot for what it's doing, but I really like the first and second ability. Yeah. I mean, the reanimate and then do something. Well, the, the plus one sets up the reanimate. It does. It does. Like, it, you know, it puts your... Ulamog the ceaseless hunger in the graveyard. Yeah. And then unless you bash or like or your gristle daddy. Gristle brand or uh oh, what is he called? Uh Crater Hoof Behemoth. Mm-hmm. Like whatever big dumb thing you want to like do. Right. Whatever you're gonna win the game with. Yeah. So I don't know. It's not nearly as good as uh, old Zuka. Right. Uh but it's I think the creature is what is why I put the card on the list. Yeah. I, yep. So, but yeah, I think Luca is serviceable. Mm-hmm. So for when you already have a crafty companion, when you do. Yeah. I think again, now uh, you're, you're the lore mage out of the two of us, right? Didn't like Luca, like befriend some beast at the end of the Ikoria storyline. 
the Ikoria story didn't make any sense to me. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. There was, was one I kind of skipped because it didn't make any sense. This, this might be our our befriended beast. Yeah, but... it might be. I don't know for sure. All right. So another card that I was only interested about one side. <laughs> so I'm going to guess have... it's the back side. It's the back side. Yeah. So you have Torment Sculptor. So mm-hmm. two blue, blue for a Morphoke Wizard. And it's a 2-2 two, two with Ward of two. Great. When it enters the battlefield, exile instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. Put a plus one, plus one counter on Torment Sculptor equal uh to half that card's can uh card's mana value can uh, round it up. Mm-hmm. So do you remember? Oh gosh, lore something it was like three and a blue for like a zero zero from cons that when living it came lore? To, living lore, yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of like living lore. Mm-hmm. And then the backside is uh one on the red for discard a card then draw a card in mm-hmm. right so like bad tormenting voice right right when a, you discard an instant or sorcery card this way flamethrower sonata deals uh damage equal to that card's mana value to target creature or planeswalker you don't control and this is oh. one in the red for a sorcery that's pretty cool so if you're like discarding you know if you have spells you want in your graveyard, mm-hmm. this also turns your discard outlet into some removal. Like your magma opus. Yeah, like two mana eight something. Yep. And then get it back somehow. Right. Right. Like the card. Yeah, the joke is that you, you know, flamethrower a sonata, your magma opus. And then on turn four, you play a 10, 10, uh, I guess a, a six, six torment sculptor. Mm hmm. And yeah. you're like, yep, there we go. We we did it. We assembled A and B. And like, you know, Torment Sculptor also like Magma Opus gets itself in the graveyard. Yeah. But I was more interested in like Flamethrower Sonata just because it gives you like a discard outlet and some interaction all kind of rolled into one card. Yeah. It's a lot so. more comboy than the front side is. Yeah. Now we've we've alluded to these guys before. The Wonder Twins. <laughs> yes. One spark, two planeswalkers. <laughs> so we have the Kenriths. Yet again. Yeah, do you want to go over these guys? Sure. Uh, the front side is Rowan Scholar of Sparks. It's two and a red for a two loyalty planeswalker. Has a static ability. Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. And you can plus one. Uh, Rowan Scholar of Sparks deals one damage to each opponent. If you've drawn three or more cards this turn, she deals three damage to each opponent instead. And neg four is you get an emblem with whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you may pay two. If you do copy that spell, you can choose new targets for the copy. So that seems pretty good. It does. Reduces the cost of all your spells, lets you throw a little bit of damage around, and... It's not super hard to get to that alt either, either that just lets you start copying stuff. Yeah. It seems the, doable. Yeah. The backside is Will Scholar of Frost. It's four and a blue for a four loyalty planeswalker with the same static ability. Instant sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. 
plus one is up to one target creature has base power and toughness O2 until your next turn. That's good. Mm -hmm. uh, neg three is draw two cards, which is also good. And neg seven is exile up to five target permanents. For each permanent exile this way, as controller creates a four, four blue and red elemental creature token. So I think if these two cards were two separate cards, mm -hmm. they would be markedly worse yeah. than they are as the Wonder Twins. Right. Right. Like, you know, being able to have a three mana Planeswalker on turn three. And then when you draw it on turn five, you get to play the five mana Planeswalker side. Right. On turn five, you know, gives it a lot more flexibility. I don't think either one is like great. No, I think they're both fine though. Yeah, they're both fine. Like I feel like the the will ability probably wins you the game. Like the next seven. The next seven. Yeah, the ultimate. Like I think you like, you know, turn your stuff into four mm -hmm. fours. Yeah. Right. Unless, like, I don't know, they have an Ugin or something, and you're like, well, that's gotta go away. But <laughs> how how do you have your will still? And like Rowan is maybe a harder to interact with uh goblin electromancer or burgy yeah we're like you know you get it to like it has to deal three damage mm -hmm. to it because you get the plus it right away and it's chipping away so you can like you know when you're storming off or doing whatever shenanigans you know you need a little bit less mana to make that happen yeah so they're interesting is this our first like double-sided planeswalker in terms of like two planeswalkers, one card? Um, probably, right? I think so, yeah. Because we had, well, I guess it depends on what you think of Arlen Cord. Oh, yeah. I guess she like, she transformed. Yeah, she was a werewolf on one side and a human on the other side. Planeswalker, yeah. both sides. Yeah, that she, we, we could put her in the club. We could say right. she was first. <laughs> Well, I mean, before that was Garrick, but he was the same planeswalker on both sides. I mean, he was still Garrick on both sides. Yeah, this is true. Garrick, um, the Innistrad Garrick, the original yeah. Innistrad Garrick. Yeah, the one that, like, when it deals damage and it doesn't die, it flips. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think these, like, say, like, go into, like, a blue-red Spellslinger's deck, play, like, a ton of instants and sorceries. Yeah, I mean, that's literally written on the card. We're literally written on the card. <laughs> Build your deck this way. Yeah. Uh, I am happy that they uh, that we're getting some planeswalkers that are the like core like nineteen yeah power level that was like really narrow not like just like okoe powerful right it doesn't go in every deck that's these colors yeah so that's good yep and then rushed rebirth yeah this is kind of a cool one it's okay. a black and a green for an instant choose target creature. When that creature dies this turn, search your library for a creature card with lesser mana value, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. Okay. I thought this was cool because it pairs well with those like one shot reanimate effects. Oh, so yeah. Gotta, like sacrifice at big. the end of turn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you just get to turn it into something permanent. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Yep. I didn't realize this card was a rare. Like when I heard like the text, mm -hmm. I thought it was like, an uncommon or maybe a common. Well, I mean, it, it might have been if you didn't tutor for the creature. Like if, if you put it from your hand into play, like maybe it could have been an uncommon. Um, yeah. But this nets you a card and 
you know, if you set it up right, you can cheat some mana too. Yeah. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to think if there's any way that you can, like, there's probably some combo you can set up where you're able to like have a four drop die, get a three drop that then does something mm-hmm. uh, that like gets your four drop back or something weird. I don't know. But yeah, I hadn't looked at any loops or anything. I yeah. just thought that there was a, there's certainly potential for value there. Yeah, there is. Cause like through the breach doesn't exile, right? It sacrifices. I think it sacrifices. I think Goria's vengeance exiles. Yeah. Same with shallow grave. Shallow grave exiles. I think so. But I think footsteps of the Goria sacrifices. Mm-hmm. So like you could footsteps of the Goria and then get something back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there are any like temporary animate spells in standard right now. Yeah. We just read one. We did. Yeah. Luca. Oh, Luca. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. His neck for temporary reanimate something. So we've got our uh, one white, white card that we're not going to cast in our Jun deck. <laughs> Nice. I mean, I don't know if it's good, but no. I thought the card was sweet. It, like, because like base value of it is it's a value card. It is. You get to turn two mana that you're holding up to kill something into whatever the next best creature in your deck is. Yeah. Like the next mana cost down. Yeah. No, it seems reasonable. I had not thought of it as like a constructed card, but mm. I can see that. I didn't really think of it as a limited card, so. Okay. <laughs> I thought of it as like just like the classic like draft chef. You know, yeah, like the oh the the cards that are like a uh, black and the creature gets like when this dies, return it from your graveyard oh, yeah, to the battlefield. Yeah, yeah like Kaya's right. ghost form. Yeah, like this yeah. is better than that because yeah. you're searching for something. Right. But on some level it is kind of that. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I guess I don't know what you can like. like I said that's why I was trying to figure out ways that you can abuse it somehow. So like this lets you go down the chain. It does whereas, as opposed to up. Yeah, normally you get to go like Simic lets you go up the chain. Yeah. But I guess that's what you get for instant speed. They won't let you go up the chain at instant speed. No. Because that goes infinite too easy. Yeah, and like, you know, those uh, you know, Eldritch Evolution and uh yeah. Uh, neoform you know they sack the creature as like an additional cost right i mean you could you know almost sell me on like you know i don't know how this deck works but like a deck that has rush rebirth and neoform huh where you're like all right i'm gonna give this the ability i'm gonna cast neoform yeah and like if you do a four drop then you go get um Dual caster mage, which copies the neoform that's still on the stack. Oh boy. Right. And then you get like, you get to get all the five drops out of your deck. Yeah. Oh, you just get a bunch of Terror of the Peaks and you win. Yeah, that works. Or no, yeah, you get, I guess you get two Terror of the Peaks, which probably wins. Probably. Or is at least good enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like a four drop that you turn into a three and two fives. Yeah. I don't know. But like, yeah, you could, Tree could do something silly. I'm not claiming it'll be good. Be, be silly. Oh, <laughs> wait. The card was cool. Oh, oh, I did it. Yeah, you figured it out. You get Kiki, Jiki, and Pestermite off a four drop. Oh, yeah. You rest reborn your four drop. 
Cue the knee form it. We get Kiki on one side to get Pester right on the other. There you go. Easy my peasy, two red, squeezy. red, red card and my <laughs> and my Sultai deck. <laughs> done. Done and done. There you yeah, go. That works. Yeah, turn turn five because I had to get my four drop out. The so turn five, we 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 did it. <laughs> or we just need like a four drop that you don't pay four mana for. Yeah, are there any of those? I don't know. Like, what could you turn like an Allosaurus uh, rider into? Like, by, by going down one. Oh, this is anything. So you can just get anything. So you yeah, can you Allos- can get anything. Yeah. Yeah. You can turn an Allosaurus rider into an Ornithopter if you wanted to. Uh, for five mana, Eldritch Evolution and then Rush Rebirth. Eldritch Evolution gets you like, it's like up to, it's up to N plus one. Eldritch Evolution is up to? I think. Where Neoform is definitely plus one. I think yeah. evolution, like you get you get the pick. Hmm. So there we go. Maybe I'll start building a rushed rebirth Neoform decks. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Like what thing you can, what what mana cost you have to sacrifice to win the game? Yeah, I'm sure there's an answer. There has to be. There has to be. Oh yeah. Eldritch Evolution is X or less. There we go. Yep. So I think this is like a three-hour podcast. It is like a three-hour podcast. Yeah. So we should probably call it before we end up divorced. Yep, let's call it. So that was all the stuff that we found interesting, weird, and perhaps playable from... Uh, Strixhaven. Or not playable. Or I'm looking not at playable. you, Needlethorn Drake. Needlethorn <laughs> Drake. Or, <laughs> or that James says is wrong. <laughs> so, it goes against science. It goes against science. Green doesn't fly and blue death doesn't touch De- with death. Does not touch with death. No bad touch in blue. That's right. Only good uh, touch. Only good touch. So, if you would like to tweet at us what cards you are excited to play from Strixhaven. You can get us at Casual Tripod on Twitter. Yep. You can also hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. As always, you can drop us an email at show at casualtryhardmtg.com. If you're looking to pick up any of the singles we talked about today, please use our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Anything you purchase after following that link, we'll get a small percentage of it. Help keep the show rolling. Uh, if you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG. Don't forget about our discord. Don't forget about our YouTube. There's going to be a bunch of sweet content coming up there. Check us out. All right. So with that, we'll catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internet.